When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Come on, come up here. I just pulled in, dude. These dogs are going nuts. I was waiting for one of you to join so I could say, hold it down. I got to go grab my booze from the car. All right. Dave, I will crack one open in your honor, then. David, you know, start, you gotta get that. start yeah, monologuing. Just, you got to rise up yeah, to the occasion. Put, give me the dog. All right. Give me the dog. All right. So, awesome. Just, Gracie, so you got to use the dog as a prop for Gracie, the channel. Gracie, please talk to David. <laughs> what do you think about Epstein? What do you think about Jeffrey Epstein, man? Like, what you, did, did he Silence. kill himself? Silence. Did those Capitol Police officers kill themselves? She's fucking smart. Like, Silence. You don't say a word. <laughs> you want to live a long life? Oh, Myrta. You don't say a word. You, that's what you do. You don't say a word, all right? Keep your mouth shut. You live a long life. David, monologue. Let me go grab my booze. Yep. So, uh, welcome back to the hopefully uh, not lost episode number two. Uh, get it. Double time it. I like he's running. You know, he's got that hype. Um, so yeah, we're back for lost episode, hopefully not number two. Um, you know, just, uh, celebrating, uh, Tommy's birthday, uh, you know, the, the happy birthday cast, which is why he's got to get his celebratory, uh, beverage of choice. And, uh, we're going to hopefully have a good time. Um, probably no matter what, not even going to make it to YouTube, uh, can almost guarantee that that's not going to happen. Uh, so if you're, I mean, if you're watching or listening to this, you're probably already there. So tell your friends that are not already on those platforms to get with it, uh, get motivated and get on those platforms because, uh, all, all the fun people, we're not, we're not allowed on the YouTube no more. So it's not good. So it's a really bad situation, but that aside though, um, it, it's a lot more fun on those, those smaller communities where we can, we can say things, we can do things. Uh, we talk about people, places, and things in history, and it's 100% fine. There, there's, there's no crazy psychopathic woman named Susan uh, coming after us. Um, you know, I, I, I blame Tommy for this. Ever since I started talking with Tommy, there's this crazy woman named Susan, and she just keeps trying to sneak into my fucking house and, and just, just yell at me um, and, and tell me that I'm violating some kind of terms of service or, or some shit. I don't, I don't really read those, so I, I don't know what the fuck she's talking about. Um, but that's where we're at right now. And, um, you know, Tommy is, he's taking his sweet time, getting his booze. It's understandable, the birthday boy. Um, I'm timing him. I'm waiting. I'm waiting to see it. I want to see him sprinting through that doorway. I want, like, high speed, just bam, right in there. Uh, preferably power slide. If, if you don't do the power slide, you know, there's something wrong. And that's my monologue, my opening. I would have brought something to smoke, honestly. I would have, I would have pulled Don and just started smoking if I knew I was going to do the monologue right off the bat. It was it gave me long, dramatic pauses. Look at the camera. I could lean in. I could, I could make, you know, make a sigh sound. I've learned these. I've learned this from watching Ayatollah Don. I've, I've learned these ways to fill time. But I, I think he's coming. I'm ninety percent sure he's on his way back. 
I'm, I'm waiting for the hint of like hopefully seeing like a dog move towards his location to indicate that he's on his way back. You know, I don't give, give me something here. Just I missed the dog. I had, you know, when, when I started this monologue, there was a cute dog sitting across from there and he wasn't calling me like a, like a faggot or something like Tommy normally does. The dog, you know, to be honest, the dog is a lot less abusive than Tommy. Uh, the, the dog does not keep uh, people like Don in his basement um at all as far as i'm aware of i don't think i don't think dogs do that i don't, I don't think dogs have basements i mean they dig holes and I, I know they dig holes but like to, to like square off the corners and you know, like make a make a basement i don't think they have that kind of that brain power technology um thumbs to operate shovels just i don't think they got that in them yet i mean you know maybe we'll hear about some kind of Digger dwarf Chinese hybrid dog that they'll use to mine cobalt one day, um, but th th but that's getting into like serious, just really messed up human animal hybrid. He's got the picture of ice. He's ready Dude, to go. As soon as I went outside, I got stung by a hornet. <laughs> They're fucking assholes. I haven't been stung. Total in, dicks. I haven't been stung in like twenty five years. Dude, uh, on my what on my foot. What if the what if the NRO was operating that and you just you just got the dose, dude? Like they, they just gave you the dose right there, dude. My foot is swelling up. It is well, dude. Rip Tommy, uh, you know he he made it. Uh, you know, if a, I make a good it to, many years. If I make it to, to if I make it to midnight, it'll be. Dude, I don't know if you can. Right there, you see it. I'm waiting for the show feet pick memes. They're gonna like be in every in the comment section now. Dude, but that hurts you know. so fucking bad. Yeah, you're not like allergic or anything. You got an epipen? No, I'm here by myself. So. Um, oh yeah, that, that would really suck. <laughs> I've got a Benadryl, right? Benadryl helps. You know, maybe. Um, Guess we're gonna find out. Welcome, welcome to the party stream, people. Well, hey, uh, is Don not showing up? Um, oh I, he he's not God. here yet, so maybe he will grant us with the cameo and just you know yeah, if yeah. I was going to if yeah. I was going to do cameos, I would just appear on other people's content and I'd just pop in, crack a beer, and then leave, <laughs> and pop back in, crack a beer, and say what's up, guys, and then leave. Dude, what even happened? What the fuck? I, I'm just saying they have dragonfly drones, so like now now there's hornet drones, and then they put biological weapon in the hornet drone, and. and now you're gonna have to. We're gonna have to get the antidote. Oh yeah, it's yeah. That's not new. Uh, Annie Jacobson talks about that in her book uh, DARPA about Lockheed Martin. Yeah, no, like piloting, um, being able to pilot insects. Yeah, they were mm -hmm. they were they were starting doing that in like the seventies. That's when. Yeah, it's only got better from there, man. Oh yeah. You know? The idea that went away. I'm just a little angry more than anything. Yeah, dude, that's like swelling up. Man, I hope that's, uh, am I going to die? <laughs> God damn it. I'm going to, Tommy, you're, Tommy, you got in the med school. You're more qualified on this than me. I can't, well, that's not I can't good, give medical advice. That's not good, man. Um, I'm going to take it. My mom's a nurse. I'm going to take a picture. Actually, Wouldn't it be hilarious if like you just end up calling your previous guest like Doc? I know we were just talking today. Hey, I, I, Doc I know. Hey, yeah, no, no. Episode's great. I, yeah. Personal. I haven't seen it yet, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, well, 
mom, this is a this is a video. Uh, Ma, I just got stung on my foot, and it's yeah, my whole foot's getting blotchy. I don't know. I went outside, and my foot. Look at that. Am I safe? All right, well, I just sent, I'll send that to my mom. Well, uh, this may be the best intro we've done yet. I mean, dude, it's starting to like spread. Yeah, that's um. So, what is your status on allergies to any of that? Like, no, I, I, no, no, I'm, no, I'm nothing. fine. Just, yeah, just, no. just, all right. Yeah, yeah. It was uh. Yeah, I mean, I, I ran outside. It felt like a rock. Like I thought I had kicked up a rock. Yeah. And like, because I was just like, fuck. But uh, yeah. Uh, Welcome to the stream, Don. Uh, Tommy is showing hey, feet pics hey, and, hey, and everything hey, to his OnlyFans. Oh, hey, Don, it's all we're already imploding. The stream. Yeah, is you awesome. may have missed the best intro to um a cop. I, I was going to say stream, but podcast ever. Uh, I, I, I ran out to get. So I started the stream, and David held it down while I ran out to the car to get some beer. Nice. I got. Uh, I got immediately leaving the moment that you start creating content is the most professional thing you can do. Yeah, I know. That's why I'm a pro. I I ran outside and I got stung on the foot by I think a hornet. I'm claiming NRO drone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm claiming it's an NRO drone and he just got poisoned and you know now we gotta we gotta get expert opinions that I'm not qualified to give. Tommy's the only one that's like, you know, gotten into medical school here. I don't know anything about this. That's true. By the way, you should start answering YouTube anytime they give you a uh, uh, strike for medical misinformation. You should say, I've totally been to medical school, bitch. Be like, hey, I was accepted. I didn't go. But I was, I was accepted. I can fax you my acceptance letter. <laughs> did you physically walk on the campus at any time? Yes, I did. Well, then you went to medical school, didn't you? I technically <laughs> went to... I've been to the ICU. I oh, will ha shit. I will have them know that I've been to the Capitol. I am basically a legislator. I am... I mean, at this point... <laughs> I mean, if we're really going to play this game... My mom said I'm going to live. She said put ice on it, but... if you, It's a good thing you brought that picture of ice in. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I know, right? If you start to itch all over your body or if your face swells, you might want to head over to the hospital. So, uh, I think it's this is like, have you, have you never been stung by a bee before? No, I have when I was like six and I don't really remember it because I was six. It's literally been two and a half decades. But it didn't kill you, which implies that you're not allergic to them. There we go. Dawn is the real doctor here. So, um, yeah, I mean, I guess what better way to start a, uh, Started stream then uh so I would bring you a cigar for your birthday, but you're kinda of far away from me. What do you mean? You're in my fucking basement. Oh, speaking of which, well I'm dog city, which means I left Dawn in the basement. Look, man, uh it, two stories up is not it's not like a distance I'm going to bring you a cigar. That's very true. That's well, like stairs, man. Like have, have you a, thought about putting in elevator shit? I have a dog. Exactly. You know, the the level of which I can just you know, some people can just turn on the professional. The level of which I can just turn it off is <laughs> at two o'clock. Interviewed an MD, PhD, uh, Roger Hodkinson. After that, I had a third episode with Howard Bloom, Michael Jackson's publicist. And then I go to that to stubbing my or not stubbing, getting stung by a hornet and being chased outside by dogs as I tell David to carry the stream on. Eh. Eh. At least. 
at least he put a dog in a chair for me to talk to, giving me a little something to work with there. Gracie, perfect. Dave, Gracie, you are going to witness whether or not I die tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of, it's not as bad now. It still looks horrible, but I mean, Jesus, I thought I got hit by a rock. I, I realize as I'm saying this to Dawn, and Dawn's been in active combat, and I'm like, I'm like, Dawn, you'll never get it. I ran outside of this massive axe. Where I was, it was the worst thing ever, man. I'm like, I'm like, Dawn, I'm dog sitting at this house, this beautiful house on an estate. And I ran outside to my car that I didn't pay for to get the beer that I paid for by doing a podcast. No, Dawn, you won't understand the struggle. And then I got stuck. <laughs> you know, it, it must, this is what it must feel like to be shot. I mean, you know. <laughs> basically the same. Do I get a purple heart? Is this it? I mean, do I? No, I you're I not in a combat zone. I no. You might be. I mean, you're hey, close enough. If it turns out to be like an NRO drone dragonfly hornet hybrid thing, technically combat casualty. Right? True. True. But would it matter if it was inflicted by my own government? Would they give me... Is the U.S. Well, government going to give out purple It's a civil hearts? war versus a regular war. Right. Yeah. Like, Depends on who wins the civil war. Yeah, if, there's, <laughs> if they start shooting us, if they start shooting us at the Capitol, and then let's say years down the road, somehow the election actually gets overturned, would everyone who was injured receive Purple Hearts? <laughs> would that be the thing that melts the liberal brain? I mean, I mean, I mean maybe. <laughs> I, I think technically you could probably do like, where is it, Congressional Medal of Freedom? I, I, like, you throw those at <laughs> Can you imagine? Good. Can you imagine Reddit and Twitter imploding? The year's twenty twenty five, and everyone who is at the Capitol is lined up in our Sunday best, getting metal or purple hearts pinned on. I'm gonna be wearing there wearing this fucking hat. Yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna wear the same. It's gonna. It'll be sec def Don just just oh, standing shit. there like you did it. Oh, you did well. <laughs> if uh, somehow or another elections are overturned and I turn into the Secretary of Defense, we all go have some problems. That's all I'm saying. I was going to say, if, Dude, if Don becomes the Secretary of Defense, something has gone horrific. Don for wrong. Secretary of Defense, and I want Alex Jones press secretary. Mm -hmm. Oh, man. That's I don't. I don't care who's president. I want Alex Jones press secretary. Press Hell yeah, Alex Jones make press the press kneel before him. Turning the freaking frogs gay. All right, this government is turning the frogs gay. Straight from the president. You heard it here first. Can you imagine the look on Jim Acosta's face having to sit down and listen oh. to a sermon from oh. Alex Jones? <laughs> and, I, oh. and I want so good. And I beautiful. And I, and I want. I want Tim Dillon to be the Secretary of State. Tim Dillon. <laughs> Did you see Fox Fox News quoted Tim Dillon last night? <laughs> so he I, no, I did not he see that. He go, he's like, you know, they're talking about the virus, and he and this guy goes to quote the great philosopher Tim Dillon. <laughs> he goes, he go, Tim Dillon posted. He goes, what a world. He goes to 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 quote the great philosopher Tim Dillon. The purpose is to destroy the virus, not to destroy the Constitution in the process. Which is actually a great <laughs> quote, but. Yeah, my foot's it's not swelling as much anymore. I think we're good. I've been uh, hesitating. To, I mean, no, it's kind of golf ballish. It's <laughs> yeah, that's that's how that goes. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. it's. Oh, um, it, you know what? At some point, hopefully, uh, in a nice wet year, I'm going to bring you down here, and you can fight. The, <laughs> you can fight the mosquitoes in Texas. Yeah, that's true. I mean, again, I'm like Dawn. Do you understand what this pain is? I should <laughs> I should text Dale and be like, you know, you're the only one that understands, you know. <laughs> Dale, we're brothers now. 
<laughs> that <laughs> wasn't perfect. But it's, it's you, me, and people that got the Medal of Honor for dying in combat that understand this pain. I just completely changed my demeanor for all future podcasts. So I'm like, look, none of us are heroes. We were just doing our jobs. Smedley <laughs> <laughs> Smedley Butler. I'm not a hero. I was just serving with listen, a company guys, of listen, shit posters. Listen, guys. <laughs> listen, guys Smed, Smedley Butler. I mean, you know, we're all we're just Americans. That's what we are. Listen, I, I once ran through you know Florida mosquitoes waving the double electric. You know, like the the tennis racket electric uh, fly swatters. And I almost just, bought one of those today. Those are so fucking satisfying. I mean, they're they're dumb ass shit for effectiveness but to just just you just flap your arms and you just hear cracking and just all sizzling <laughs> and that smell oh it, it's beautiful are you retarded are you clinically retarded yes I oh want- you meant him we, we like simple <laughs> things man like simple things you know you set up like the the you know one of the, what's the name for those little you set them up it's just the light they go to it bap you know, it's, that's redneck entertainment. I, you set uh, that up on your zapper? porch. Yes, your bug zapper. You I know, just, you I just, just you set it out there. I just imagine your parents watching you through the blinds and it's you, full grown male, just running through a field, like swatting with like two electric bug swatters. But, okay, well, to be fair, I was more like 12, but you know what? I The point is, I survived. I'm here, and that's why I too deserve the Congressional Medal of Honor. <laughs> so <laughs> reasonable. Why the fuck not? <laughs> so you, you need to understand that this is this is the side entertainment for rednecks having fires, too, right? Yeah. Because at a certain point in the evening, all the mosquitoes come out, they form a giant cloud over the fire, and then they dive on it. That's beautiful. beautiful. It must be like the Japanese in World War II. It's no different. <laughs> It's no different. You know, we we few, we proud few. It's, <laughs> Grandpa, we, we, gra- the proud, the shit posters and that one guy that's a Marine. It's going to, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be one of those like Stolen Valor videos, you know, whenever you've seen those YouTube videos where they approach the guy, but, but I'm yeah. going to be like 90, the year's going to be 2080. And I'm going to be like, yeah, I remember it was a little injury and I couldn't walk right. But you know what? They keep going. Someone's going to be like, are you Tommy? It's going to be like as distant as like the Ed Sullivan show. They're going to be like, are you Tommy? I'm going to be like, I, I have to go. <laughs> they're like, you're like, you not a combat. And I'm just like, I, I got to go, everyone. So don't understand the NRO came after me. So the funny thing about real stolen valor is that's how it works, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, so my, my wife, girlfriend at the time, uh, knew a guy who was supposedly a Marine lieutenant. She's telling me a bunch of shit about this guy, and I was like, "That guy can't be a fucking lieutenant. He doesn't like. He doesn't even have a degree. It's not possible." And so I come back on leave for something, and she's like, "Hey, he's going to be at this party. You should just go talk to him. <laughs> just like don't don't even don't even be a dick about it. Just go talk just, to him because I just want to see what happens. Because I've always been kind of a gruff asshole to begin with. So I just sit down. And I'm like, "Hey, brother. So I heard you're a fucking marine." <laughs> <laughs> That's As just, you do, right? Well, so if you walk into real Marines and you say this, everyone is suddenly drinking beer and telling war stories. And this dude is like, no, no, man. Like, um, um, like I was in the Air Force. Like, if I was a Marine, like, people would, like, respect me or something. And I was like, oh, yeah, so how's the Air Force, bro? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like, um, uh this goes on for like 20, 30 minutes before I'm like, all right, I got to stand up and get another beer and take a piss. And so I stand up, I walk in the house. I, I do, in fact, grab a beer. Don't take a piss, though. Figure I tell this guy it'll take longer for me to get back than it does. 
turn around, walk back out to where he was, which was on the front porch. And the like four people who were sitting there like, yeah, so you stood up and the moment you were past the front door, that bitch was like, yeah, so I got to go. I'll see you all later. <laughs> right next week. Right next week. <laughs> it's the speedy Gonzalez. Yeah. It's a, yeah, dude. It was like, I think I told that story on the last episode of, I was in uh, Times Square on New Year's Eve, 20 going 2012 going into 2013 me and some friends got a hotel and by that i mean one of the guys really rich dad flooded stay at a hotel that he got and we were there and we were and there were these guys drinking and they're in like obviously it wasn't like combat it was like i guess is there like dress uniforms don like really yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and I, I think they're marines and i went up to him and i was like hey do you just because i'm you know socially retarded i was like do you guys wear that as like respect or are you just trying to get laid and they were like, and they were like, they looked at each other and they're like the pussy. And I was like, fuck yeah. And so like, I got him a drink and we were all, we were all talking and stuff and we were just getting shit face. And they're like, yeah, man, no, the, the bitches just flocked to you. And I was like, that's so cool. And like, we all went in the bathroom. We're pissing. And one of the guys is like, you want to wear it? And I was like, uh, I was like, that's, I don't think I, I was like, I don't think I get, I have pictures of this, by the way. I I will pull them up. Not well, I can't now. But I I do have pictures. I can post proof. And I was like, I can't do that. And the, and the guy looks at me and he goes, he goes, good men died in Iraq for me to wear this. He's like, if I want you to, I go listen. If you're gonna frame it as this is what you you're living your best life because you want to like make what, what an asshole. I know. Which I can only imagine. He and his friends tell this story. They're like, dude, we cut to this guy, and he goes, right. he goes, good men die. So I, in my mind, I'm like, this is like Tom Hanks saving Brett Ryan, like earn it. And I'm like, so I told him I was like, if this is you like earning it, like live the funniest life you can, then I'll indulge. So there is a picture of me in like Marine Corps finest at a bar in in, in uh, Times Square in uh, New Year's Eve, and I'm sitting there and I'm getting drinks too. And one of the other guys is standing there with me, and he's like, "So what do we do if they start asking for war stories?" And I was like, "I was like, dude, please don't." I was like, "Please don't." I was like, "I was like, I'm scared of this. Like, I'm not cut out for combat." And so the other guy was the other guy was standing next to me in like my green sweatshirt, and I was like, "Can we change back?" He's like, "You've done your time," and I was like, "Thank you." <laughs> so we went to the bathroom and one of my friends came up and they're like, "Tommy, you know how fucked up stolen valor is?" I was like, "You don't even start with me, these two assholes." <laughs> but yeah, you know what? I think I think that was them just having the best time. They're like, "Let's cuck this guy," because you know I'm like, "Hey, let's buy him drinks." Like you know they're our age and we're here being spoiled shits, and they served. And they were like, hey, put it on. And I was like, I don't want... And he was like, men died for this. And I was like, dude. I was like, don't... don't so, put... The moment I got to the trip. fleet, I, I had a corporal that enlisted from Las Vegas. Uh, and and he, he pulls everybody aside and he goes, all right, I know a bunch of you are going to be dumbasses and like take your blues to Vegas and you're going to wear them down the strip. I'm going to tell you right now, don't. And we're like, really? Like, how bad could Vegas be? And he's like, yeah, I know. You're, you're thinking to yourself, what? Like, Vegas is going to kick my ass or something? You didn't say don't go to Oakland. We at least get that. But no, you go to Vegas, you stand at the first bar, and you go, hey, can I have a... And someone runs over and they goes, whatever he's drinking, I'll buy two. And you're like, cool. Drinks on this random guy. And so you take the 
take whatever shot or whatever you were going to buy and you start drinking it. And as you're standing there talking to him, somebody walks over and they're like, Hey man, let me buy this guy a drink. And then you're two fisting. And then you're uh, sitting there, you're drinking right about the time you're done with the first one. You set it down. Somebody walks up and is like, let me buy this man a drink. Oh, he was like, I must, I must have drank half a keg and about 30 shots. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, that's why I'm a father. And you're like, oh. <laughs> you're like, this guy's actually looking out for us. He's like, I know it sounds funny. He's like, I have nine kids. My Got wife. married in the same night. <laughs> I know. To, to four different women. That, <laughs> that is, yeah. So, you know, one day, God willing, the podcast blows up. I can't wait to see the, like, uh, the white supremacist, like, hatred of me. They're going to be like, here's Tommy, Stolen Valor, 2012. And, it's me. <laughs> and the worst part is, is this guy and I, we posed for pictures, and he was, like, mean mugging. And mind you, this is, like, college when I was, like, like twice the muscle I had, like shaved head. So I actually oh, look, I actually look like I'm trying to pull off Jarhead, which, you know, it, it'll come back. It'll come back. <laughs> it'll come back. Yeah, I, I keep saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> it, no, no, not that. The pictures will come back. It's that, oh, guaranteed. Oh, oh yeah, just just yeah, like Nick Gates, the face. blackface lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> of course he is. Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> Maybe I do but you know what? I can double down on it because there's also pictures of me in an SS uniform. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, I think I told you. All that- right. Now all we need to do is get blackface. We're, we pretty much got the circle here. <laughs> I played uh, Adolf Hitler in a fifth grade school play, and that was, you know, the, the the peak of elementary school is getting to show up like Eric Cartman dressed as Hitler and, and nobody <laughs> having a problem with it. Hey, man, dress for the job you want. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the only reason I volunteered because I normally hated any kind of school play bullshit. But to it, what the kids oh. that signed up to play the Jews that Hitler gets to tell to go to the camp, one of them spoiled Dragon Ball Z for me one time, and I just took it personally. And I was like, you know what? I'm playing. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm fucking gassing you, you little. Yeah. Nineteen thirty-three. It's like, well, he didn't get into art school in Vienna, and it's like two thousand and three. Well, this one kid spoiled Dragon Ball Z for me, and. <laughs> Next thing you know, I'm taking a ne- pen and anyway, kids, before so I can draw a mustache. Well, so, so, all right, let's turn to chapter 30 on the beginning of World War III. So there's a friend that there's a man named David O'Neill, and there was a show at the time called Dragon Ball Z. And it, but yeah, there was there was book character dress up day at the private Catholic high school I went to, St. Pius the Tenth, in the outskirts of Atlanta. There's book character dress up day, which you had to do obviously freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, whatever year you're in. You had to choose a book that you had to read in that year that you were currently in and dress up as a character from it. A lot of, you know, you took it loosely. It was just kind of a dress up. This is where Tommy says he read Mein Kampf. And so so I was a a senior at the time, right? And everyone is, mind you, it's a private Catholic school where you have to wear uniforms. So any... Any reason to like wear any sort of normal clothes is like it's that's like a good day there, and so me and my other friend Tommy, I won't say his last name, but who was also built like short hair, he was a football player, pale skin, blue eyes, really kind of looked like me. I was like, hey Tommy, do you want to be hilarious? Because we had like a month left of high school. I was like, do you remember freshman year? And he's like, we have to choose a book from senior year, and I was like. But do you remember freshman year? And he was like, yeah. I was like, we read All Quiet on the Western Front. And he was like, yeah. And I was like, oh, no. I was like, that's that included Germany. And he was like, yeah. 
And I was like, so what if we just dressed up as Nazis? And he goes, <laughs> why would we do? And full disclosure, it was just like, hey, like, you can't have long hair, so you grow your hair really long. You can't untuck your shirt, so you wear. Everything is just to spite the system. Just going to pull a Prince Harry here real quick. Yeah, so everything is just to spite, yeah, just to spite the system. And so my older brother, the now deceased John, but he was home from college, and I now know he saw this, and he was like, I think that's a great idea, Tom. And I was like, thank you. And so, little did I know, he went through four years of high school without a, a detention. He was like one of the – he got like an award for it. I got a detention before my first day of freshman year started, but that's a different story. <laughs> we were there, and he was like, yeah, man. Well played, sir. And he goes, so we go and get like one of my dad's like the like, nicest like you know jackets or something. We get some of my mom's like leather gloves. We get this big like – uh, leather like dress belt my, my mom has you know some your, whatever. your mom had big giant leather gloves well we lived Is in new there... hampshire I, before that we lived in new hampshire my dad spoiled my mom we get her like yeah that's leather. that's why she had big giant leather gloves we'll did go she ahead. go from like germany to argentina before coming to the states like I mean, what's dude, the... do you see how blue my eyes are I mean, let's like <laughs> next next to the big giant leather gloves was there a big giant leather bodysuit and chains yeah i thought that was a swimsuit <laughs> with chains for weight resistance right clearly yeah. clearly yeah they would swim every friday night so we went up my mom i forgot your parents watched this i'm sorry tommy's parents my mom my mom in my dad doesn't give a shit my dad's like as long as you don't like disclose our location i don't care so i'm like all right and, uh, <laughs> yeah which right. is kind of half the lost episode understandable <laughs> just half the lost episode we did exactly <laughs> that but uh Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> there is no lost episode. That never happened. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so. Been yeeted and deleted. Yeah, the yeeted and deleted episode. So my mom just had. I mean, that's basically all of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah. yeah. So my mom just, just had like, you know, just like these nice kind of like go to church on Sundays in the winter. You dress up and right. So we got my mom had these like nice leather gloves and John was like, you, you should wear those. And I was like, fuck yeah. And he was like, we'll get one of like dad's suit. Didn't tell, like my dad was out of town. Didn't tell my mom what we were doing. And I was like, yeah, we need like the nicest like black pants we can get, like shiny black shoes. And we had this big belt, this big ridiculous like dress belt. And I like, put it over everything. And then we got, John cut out this like red piece of fabric. And then we put the, the white circle on it. it and then the swastika on it and put it on my arm we combed my hair over with gel that morning Jeez. and i but I, by, the night before we took a picture of everything and i texted to my friend tommy who did the same so <laughs> so we show up we get yeah, out of our cars that. in the senior parking lot just i mean i mean like heels clicking like i mean straight up like reichstag and like and this is like, you know, everyone's always pushing the envelope, right? There's no such thing as dark humor. It's all about getting in. You know, there are, there are priests as teachers. You know, everyone's always making jokes. It just, you just do the opposite of what a Catholic school wants. And I remember getting out. I remember my friends going, whoa. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, no, man. It was, it's like if I made a joke and Don was like too far. And you'd be like, what? My friends were like, dude. And like Tommy gets out of his car, he goes, "I was waiting for you to get here." And he, he gets out, and we look at each other. And I'm like, "We look great." And he was like, "I think we look spiffy." And I was like, "Yeah." So I mean, Giorgio Armani. You know, when when you're in Rome, when you're in uh, Berlin, and so you know, so I'm like, "Well, let's practice our goose step." So we start walking around in the senior parking lot, goose stepping, 
and <laughs> and my friend, one of like my best friends, who just had this like great. This picture. this is getting clipped, just so you know. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, the thing is, the because pictures exist that aren't in my control, you might as well own it. So he takes these pictures of us. He and his friend kind of did something along the same lines where they wanted to, because I didn't tell him what we were doing, but I had to tell him, I was like, hey, we're choosing a book from one of the other years, and we're loosely grabbing, which isn't even true. The the the, the Kaiser's army had nothing to do with, like, the top. No, not a thing. Nothing. Not at all. I mean, same <laughs> geographic area. But, uh, so he was like, okay, so he and his friend did. It's kind of the same. They wanted to push the boundaries, and they're like, we had to read part of the Bible. So they wanted to be Adam and Eve. So they got these, like, skin suits that looked like the same color as skin. And, you know, had, like, the leaf over, like, their, you know. And they were like, yeah, they are like, we're going to get in so much trouble. And it's form-fitting. You can see everything. And they're like, we're going to get kicked out. And that was kind of the mood I thought we were all going for. Like, we're going to get whatever. So they How do we get expelled in the last month of school? So they see us, and they're like, well, mind you, sorry. All my other friends see us, and they're like, Jesus Christ. And we see these two guys, and they're like, uh, they look at us, and they're like, whoa. And I was like, pretty hardcore. And I was like, what are you guys? Like, we're Adam and Eve. And one of them goes, you know, we kind of just, I was like, you don't look like Adam and Eve. You just look naked. And <laughs> he looks at us and he goes, Who, who's the main character of, of All Quiet on the Western Front? Is it, it's like Paul or, or, or where the fuck it is? He goes, you don't look Bad like guy. Paul. He goes, you just look like a Nazi. And I was like, touche. And then I don't remember who said it, but someone goes, Actually, you guys just kind of look naked, like naked Jews. <laughs> and, and, and we go, yeah, you do. Nailed it. So we, I can, I just wish I could find like the security camera footage of like the door <laughs> opening. And we're walking with these two who have their heads bowed, looking distraught as we walk with them, kind of pushing them in front of us. And me and my friend Tommy are just kind of yelling. You know, we're like, Schnell! Achtung! <laughs> Shit! <laughs> so, Ev- sorry, everyone, right. all of our friends are just looking at us like the color's just draining from their face. There was a guy there. <laughs> our first class was free period. We lucked out. We had free period first. The person who looked over it was just some teacher. who They were just great. That teacher was sick that day. Who was filling in for that teacher, including a very inc- big nosed, brown haired, brown eyed person? <laughs> no, a very square jawed high school alumni who just, within the past 14 days, came back from Iraq. And so he's there because he couldn't find a job right away. And they're like, hey, you're, you're an alumni, you're a veteran, you got a job, you know, no questions asked, which is admirable. So we don't show up to class because we're like, dude, I won't say his name, but we're like, dude, there's so-and-so. And we're like, holy shit. We're, what we're not going to do is get murdered. Is go in there. really returned Iraq vet. I mean, I, dude, I'm not kidding. Like, sub two weeks. Like, just back. And so, as you can imagine, word traveled rather quickly that there was some Nazis with Jewish prisoners. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't show up to that. So he's like, they're supposed to. And all I remember hearing is someone came up to me and they go, dude, Mr. So-and-so, he realized that you guys skipped. And I was like, really? Is he mad? And they go, someone goes, yeah, he had like dip in. He goes, and all we could hear him say is, where are them goose-stepping motherfuckers? 
Oh man! Long See, story I, short, I, book I character got expelled right there because I'd have been like they're at the gas chamber. <laughs> Long story short, book we were sent home, and book character dress up day after fifty years was banned at St. Pius. Suddenly canceled. <laughs> it was banned at St. Pius, and it has been gone for twelve years because two people dressed up as Nazis with Jewish prisoners. So uh, for my eventual office run, when someone pulls out, you did Stolen Valor, I can steal the oxygen from that fire and be like, no, I dressed up as a Nazi. Yeah, what we're going to what we're going to have happen is it's going to be like the grandson of Otto Skorzeny is going to walk up to you and it's going to be like, excuse me, are you the American Tommy? Are you doing Stolen Valor? (laughs) I'm going to be the. So for that long story. I Look, think, just yeah. to be supportive, if you run for office, I'll just I'll show up at your first press conference and be like, "Stolen valor, motherfucker!" <laughs> that just, way you can be like, "Shut up, you idiot in a pleb hat." <laughs> There's no such thing as bad PR, but you know what? I might change that. That that you might. People might be like, "Don't look." Hey, it's working out for Northam, man, and you're in that part of the country. Talking all by other means. So you know, if we're gonna start the podcast with me immediately running out of the room and getting stung by a hornet. Might as well tell the story about my stolen valor and dressing up as a Nazi. Uh, anyway, like in other news, David, Don, <laughs> how's life? Good. And uh, absolutely just wonderful news pouring in nonstop. You know, it's a pretty active year for a non-election year. <laughs> you ain't wrong. Another one of those moments, like... I remember when COVID first happened, everybody was like, Don, you must be like really hurting. And I was like, look, guys, uh, if you are a broadcaster and you talk about politics, this is the best time in all of freaking history. The mm-hmm. Cold War was not this good. Oh, <laughs> all right. oh yeah. And it, I mean, it's true. It, it like, don't feel sorry for me. Uh, everyone and their brother is worried about cooties right now. All of you are out of a job and suddenly turning into YouTube. Uh, anyone who's not telling you that is being a douchebag. That's just how it is. And, uh, a whole bunch of people were like, well, that's kind of dickish of you. And I was like, what do you want me to do? Lie to you? Like, oh, it's really hard times. The channel's growing a thousand subscribers a month. Yeah. It's terrible. (laughs) Yeah. It's yeah. It's, it's kind of hard saying it, but I mean, 2020 was the best year of my life. I mean, I got the podcast. Yeah. I got a contract making money off my podcast. 2020 yeah. is the best year of my life. I know a lot of people lost somebody, but 2020 was the year that it all came together for me. And that was our plan for releasing the bioweapon all along. Exactly. <laughs> we were like, we need Tommy's podcast to freaking succeed. All right. Drop it now. All right. All right, boys. You do what we do best. Fists in, 10th Mountain Division. One, two, three. Oh my god. 11.5 is ready to go for the QRF. You're so... <laughs> do you think do you think Dale was in the Do people even get that joke? Isn't isn't that out of the Lost podcast that doesn't is it? exist? No, 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 no. I think it was Q and on. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. I think I think that was Q and on that episode. before. Mm-hmm. Could yeah. be. All right. Fair enough. If uh, not, yeah. he's Oh wait, no, I'd oh. spoil something. I can't I can't say it, no. I, I, I am dying for a thing that happened entirely off air, which is, of course, my favorite phrase of uh, talking to people about uh, it, Tommy being long reached as he is, talking to people who know and who are just going to be like, what'd you find out about the 11 and a half mountain division? I'm going to be, yeah, next time we go shooting, Dale's going to be like, hey, leave your, uh, 
Leave your phone over there. Let's go for a walk. I'm going to the woods. It's going to pull me aside and be like, Tom, I want you to live a long, happy life. I'm like, okay. And he's like, you ever say a word about the 11.5th again? <laughs> he, he and Ted I, they both pull aside their coats and they have 10th, like 10th Mountain, like tattooed. And they just look at me and they go, shut up. Just go home, man. And I'm like, okay. It's just, <laughs> I'll, I'll have Don stop memeing about it. <laughs> Charlie Duke messages me and goes, why do you think we went to the moon? <laughs> what do you think that whole thing was a cover for? <laughs> oh, perfect. Just a giant mountain, man. It's, that's all it is. That's why we've got to go that high. One, uh, <laughs> one small step for man, one large step for the 10th mountain division. <laughs> 11 and a half. 11 and a half. It's, uh, yeah, man. Oh, it is August, isn't it? Oh, today's yes, the seventy uh, sixth uh, anniversary of Hiroshima. That's your birthday, faggot. <laughs> no, tomorrow's my birthday, faggot. Oh, wait, okay. Oh man, so just like minutes before you were born, also forty mm. years earlier, Hiroshima exploded. Yeah, I was, I was always a little upset that my mom didn't hold me in for a couple more hours, <laughs> or sorry, pop me out a couple hours early. August 6th, August 9th, I I managed to land in the middle. I could have had a fucking atomic bomb birthday. You could have. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah. Again, it's like getting stung by a bee. Nothing, you know, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. So, you know, it's war. Sometimes you're not born on the day you want. Sometimes you get stung. It's all, this is a casualty of war. It does sting a, a lot. There's only so much you can do. It does sting a lot, though. It's not getting worse, I don't think. But it is It is kind of, I mean, it's... it's. Oh, my God. He's starting his OnlyFans. Seriously, he is. Like, I, I don't know if you understand the mistake. Do you not see that? I, 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 that you are I wonder now, if he... Uh, is he even aware? If someone's getting no. off to my pasty white feet... Someone then, is. Then, Welcome to the internet. <laughs> Then I'm okay with that, because you know what? Grow the podcast at all means necessary. Unrestricted warfare. But you're giving it away for free when you could be selling it on OnlyFans. What are you doing? TPC, Unrestricted Warfare. If they won't put me in the algorithm, I'll use my feet, motherfuckers. Look look here, Timothy. If you're good at something, get paid for it. If you're good at something, never do it for free. Exactly. I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, And... Presumably, you have some skill at having feet. Most people are born with them. Indeed. Indeed. I got bit by it on my foot. What are we talking about? <laughs> he really I think, doesn't know. I really He's hallucinating. You guys are being, you guys are, now you're being uh, cryptic. I, uh, like, it, when, whenever this podcast posts, you need to let me know and send me the link so that I can advertise it as feet pics from Tommy. Yeah, and and the the comment section will fill up with a what bunch of posters who will inform you. What goes and... on in y'all's server? <laughs> what goes Nothing on good. in y'all's server? <laughs> Nothing good. I don't know if we can talk about that without this going into the lost episode. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'm pretty I'm pretty sure you can't, right? Like, so there, okay. there has been uh, meme dump fighting in the server the past couple days. Uh, of of who can host the the spiciest, most ridiculous things? This, this guy right over here, he's involved in the fight pretty regularly. That's all I'm saying. David, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, I've seen the South Park pictures, which are fucking hilarious. That's Craig, man. That's Whoever. shout out to Craig. Yeah, Craig is the only good Brit. Uh, if we nuke 
the UK, which we should, we'll have uh, then we, we have to extract Craig. Craig yes. is worth saving. Uh, so I've by actually, all means. I've actually spoken to Craig. Me too. Craig's a great dude. It's Well, I mean, as someone that's like not on y'all server, when I was putting up the alternative YouTube channels, I was like, can someone try to find any of them? I'll give you a free hoodie. No one could find them. <clears throat> Except for I got an email from a guy named Craig like twelve hours later, and it was like hey, last name begin with an H. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, no. He oh. told me he was like, I know you from Don's channel. I was like, yeah. He was like, I found this one, man. And I was like, how'd you find it? And he's like, well, I just did this, that, and everything. And I was like, that's pretty autistic. And he was like, yeah. I was, mm. like, I was like, hey, mm. I was like, hey, I was like, game, game sees game. I was like, <laughs> I'm like, autism, autism sees autism. And he was mm. like, and he was great. He was like, here it is. He's like, you don't need to give me a free hoodie. Just you know. Maybe hide your other channels better. I was like, I appreciate that. So, <laughs> I, I, yeah. Craig, Craig is from uh, my my OG autism crew. Uh, so when I was a much smaller channel and substantially more autistic, Craig was there, uh, and and we were all incredibly autistic together. Do do not fuck with Craig's autism. <laughs> I won't. No, I. The fact that no one else could find it and he could, and the way he did it, I was like, that's. I seriously respect it. I was like, okay, you also eat glue as a kid. I was like, okay. <laughs> I was like, I see you. Game sees game. game. Oh, yeah. Game recognizes game. I'm like, you tuck your pants into your socks too, don't you? And uh, That's why I love the server, man. It's like I'm home. You know? <laughs> oh, man. There is so much autism there. Like, if you want something found, every now and again, I can't find something. And I just drop it in general. And I'm like, hey, somebody find this. And within five minutes, like 10 people are like, here. You gotta love it. You gotta love it. It's hey, this thing got deleted off the internet. Can anyone find it? Yeah, it's in this six these six places. Shit, there it is. Yeah. Hey man, weaponized autism. I mean, that's all. I think that's all that long reach is. It's just autism. It's yeah. You're too stupid. Yeah. You're too stupid to stay in your lane. <laughs> Former President Bush. My name's Tommy Kerrigan. I'm 30 years old. Would you come on? My, and it's just like you. What? He's not gonna come you're on. Right. Yeah, I emailed Leon Panetta asking him to come on my podcast and talk about space weapons. I mean... No. He's not going to do it. Well, no, he did. You know what, though? You you are a, a yet another example of the usual uh, description of success, right? Like, mm-hmm. So I, I don't generally reach out to people to talk to them. Yeah, that too, right? <laughs> uh, but... I can't imagine the number of like emails you fire off. I know the people that you have told me privately you have reached out to, and I've been like, bro, <laughs> come on. Oh, dude. But you know what? Look at what you do get. That is true. But you know, you miss all the shots you don't take. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, man, some of them I really want on. Speaking of which, you should go after Michael Jordan. I should. Not, not a bad idea. I should, <laughs> right? I, I should absolutely go after him. I'll be like, how do you feel about the fact that your gambling problem probably ended up in a mafia hit on your dad? <laughs> oh, oh, man. The only thing you really got to ask him is uh, about that LeBron James meme. That That is the thing you need to ask. So have you not seen this? Uh, there's a picture of LeBron. He's wearing whatever the fuck his jersey is, right? Uh, and it says, like, when you think you're the GOAT, but the GOAT is on your uniform, and because it, it's got the Michael Jackson, you know, Michael on the Jordan. air ball. Uh, or Michael Jordan. Jesus Christ. Michael Jesus Jackson. Christ. Woo! Totally different story. Don's 75. Indeed. Don's uh, like, but, it's got Bob Cousy and Mickey Mantle. <laughs> Sorry, easy. Anyhow, uh, so, you know, and it, it's just... 
Michael Jordan on the other side of the meme is just laughing ridiculously <laughs> because like, oh, but you think you're a badass, but I'm here. Yeah, seriously. When no, the, yeah, you know that. Yeah, you know the the NBA. You know that you play in. You know the logo. That's me. That's my silhouette. Right. That'd be like if I was like, I'm gonna be bigger than YouTube, and it's like. Be like, I'm going to be bigger yeah. than Rogan. And be like, the fact that you use Rogan not as a person, but as a general idea that people know of right. shows you're not going to be. Yeah, that is true. Mm. That is very true. Oh, the man. thing is, is I, I have like my own rule that I'll never, ever do like ambush journalism or set people up. I just think that's for faggots. So like, it doesn't matter who comes on. I'm just going to show them respect just for coming on my podcast. But also, I think it'd be hilarious to get on some like objectively evil people and just like thank them for their service just to see how people would react just have like so i email- excuse me mr garbos thank you for your service <laughs> you did a great yeah it's auto ambrose like listen man i know you're a nazi but your contributions to chemical warfare are the reason we have so thank you you know from one white guy to another but i like i emailed well and i gotta know but i, I emailed like henry kissinger and i just wanted to have on he's 97 I just wanted to have on yeah. Henry Kissinger and just thank him for his service in Indochina <laughs> just to see the comments of people being like, do you even fucking know? What, what the fuck did you just say? He's, and I just want to be like, thank you, Mr. Kissinger. Like, no, no, thank you. Thank you, Tommy. This is a hard, hard saying. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I get it. I get it. You got to bomb him to oblivion. It's the only way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like. Yeah, so that's what I want to do. I want to get on George Bush and just passively gloss over the 1.5 million civilian deaths. Just like, be like, so what was it like to just do the right thing? Oh my god! All right. So speaking <laughs> speaking of autism, right? Uh, the 1.5 million civilian deaths, and I'm going to piss off the whole internet right now. The 1.5 million civilian deaths is 100% bullshit. Never happened. It's they, crap because they weren't real people. That. Well, that too. Uh, But those numbers come from a bunch of pre-investigation reports that were made, of which like 80% never pan out. So, you know, sorry, lefties. That's not how it works. Imagine what, you know, they do just to set up a scene for like white helmets in Syria. And then, you know, imagine the the autistic levels of script writing for that. (laughs) So... Here, here is the, the welcome, welcome to war, war story time with Don. While I was in Afghanistan, uh, which was 2009, 2010. Uh, and so you can go and track and find out that this happened. Uh, there was a, uh, there was an ambush of a, a patrol in MRAVs and the MRAVs are taking all kinds of, uh, AK-47, RPK fire, uh, some RPGs from this building, right? So they get the hell out of the way, and they call HIMARS. Now, HIMARS are big, giant rockets that travel really, really, really far, uh, like gigantic amount of distance, ICBM kind of distance. Uh, and they what, blow up really big. What are they, wait, sorry, what and are they called? HIMARS. Sorry, I just want to, for my own autism, I just want to make a note of it. Uh, Think Scud missiles, but not for pussies. Um, okay, M- and so, M142 high Mars. Yeah, they uh, they're GPS guided munitions, so you shoot it straight up in the air. It quite literally makes about a ninety degree turn, and then another ninety degree turn and comes straight down. Um, 
and it will only arm the fuse uh, at a specific uh, elevation, right? So it goes through the building, blows up down at the bottom, oh. kills everybody inside, right? Like they're they're actually kind of badass. They're just the laziest artillery that's ever been made. And so they call HIMARS and they blow up this building. And uh, the, the well, I think at the time it was ISIS, says, uh, 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 Marines killed a bunch of civilians. And the Marine Corps is like, but you were shooting AKs at us and RPKs and RPGs. You were not civilians, <laughs> right? And so they dig out all the rubble and they find all of these civilian bodies who were in the back of the building. And they're like, fuck, maybe we killed a bunch of civvies. Fuck. As though there was some possible way to know that when you're calling for fire in the middle of a goddamn gunfight. Yeah. Come to find out those people had been dead for at least 24 hours by the time HIMARS had been called because ISIS drugged them into the building, popped them in the forehead, and then started a gunfight in the building so that they could say Americans killed civilians. All the CNN headlines were published. All the New York Times headlines were published. The results of the investigation that went, uh, these people were already dead, and the only people who died in the explosions were the ones uh, who were holding weapons and firing at Marines, that never gets published. And that is exactly how you get to this stupid 1.5 million number. Okay. Low-key fucking genius. It is. Oh, oh, oh respect the game. It's, it's quite literally the, uh, look, we, we can't defeat the American military on the battlefield, but we can defeat them in the New York Times. Hey, man, mm-hmm. it's, 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 it's asymmetric, right? It's winner propaganda war, right? It's, mm-hmm. Hey, man, yeah, you got to respect that. I mean, it's, it's horrific, but... Yeah, I think Dale said that one time. Yeah, yeah, the the episode not too long ago about like uh, aircraft hostages. He was like, "You know, mm-hmm. I was like, he was like, if we accidentally pop one civilian, I'm like, but you save four hundred. I'm like, yeah. that's a win. And he was like, not, no, no, it's not. Not for CNN, it's not. He was like, not, in, <laughs> not when your fucking active news stations are like allies of the Chinese Communist Party. He's like, it is. Yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no logic. There's no attractions. It's which is insane. But I mean. Oh. Well, so like there's there's a there's a moment in Lone Survivor, which I, I hate to quote Hollywood ever, but, you know, people watch Hollywood and they're they're sitting on top of the mountain and they've got, you know, the, the guy, the goat herder and the kid. Right. Uh, and they're like, so what do we do now? Because we're kind of compromised. Uh, and one of the guys goes, well, we could just terminate the compromise. We'll just throwing that out there. You can do what? And. Uh, we could just terminate the compromise uh. just throwing that out there right so he, he's quite literally like well we just popped these people in the head and pushed them into that ditch over there and then we call it a day and the first thing that gets said is uh by uh marcus luttrell as played by Wahlberg, is uh imagine the headlines cnn seals kill kids it's a real worry that real yeah. people have. That's a thing that if you were in a combat zone, at some point you probably worried about. Devil's advocate, I mean, as someone that's never seen combat, I mean, aside from my, you know, the injury I took earlier and the Purple Heart, I will be receiving. Outside of that. Outside of that. Thank you for your service, Tommy. You're welcome, David. Outside thank of- you for your <laughs> thank service. You very much. Guys, listen, I'm, I'm a civilian. I fucking I wake up I put my Look, pants on. There there is time. nothing that we can do to congratulate you enough for being willing to get beer guys, out of the car guys, after getting stung in the foot guys. by a hornet. 
just it just i am and a pitcher of ice too both hands just. exactly it just this capability to carry on in the face of adversity is something that i think everyone can admire that's why we're going to win this it's that kind of determination it's the backbone of this movement that's why exactly. we're going to bomb those brown people what <laughs> why are we're, we invading algeria <laughs> why are we invading algeria tommy got st stung by a bee no, the Fuck. question is, why are we nuking Oakland? Because if we're not nuking Oakland, then I think you're doing it. Then right. what are we doing? But and, and here's the question: Can we stick a bunch of like bloated, slightly bloated, not moving rhino bodies in Oakland before it happens? Yes. And, and we will say that it is the leftists that did it. Rhinos and they had with to rhinos with an H. Sure. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I mean for for my future discussions with with a hashtag Rhino Safari. That's all I've got. A, yeah, I've got a seven hundred Nitro ready to go. We're we're good. <laughs> for my future discussions with the uh, the dear federal agent that watches all of my content, the fucking bureaucratic individuals that like to watch my show is uh. But is there devil's advocate? Is there maybe some sort of and, and again, I understand I'm saying it in the same way that people are like, why didn't you just shoot him in the leg? And it's like during an adrenaline pump after a car chasing you're they're in a you're in a neighborhood and there's a guy you don't know if he has a gun. You're gonna shoot? Why didn't you shoot him in the leg? What? Because he fucking just drove 200 miles an hour through an, an elementary school neighborhood. I get that's what I'm coming across as. Finish your thing, and then I'll address both that and whatever your thing is. Is there a benefit to, well, how would that look on CNN? Does it maybe make you go, okay, fuck. I'm with you, man. If I was there, I'd be like, yeah, fucking pop him. I don't give a shit. I'm going home. Is so, there a benefit to that 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 fear that it's going to be there? If If CNN was at all a realistic news reporting agency, then yes, right? Um, if it was, uh, that one village in Vietnam that I forget the name of, where quite literally, oh, my uh, me lie. Yeah. Uh, if it was me lie, right. Um, then, then yes, presumably that Lieutenant should have been being like, maybe this shouldn't be on the front of the New York times. <laughs> on the other hand, the reason that me lie to this day with the hypothetical exception of Haditha, is the example is because this happens really, really rarely. This idea that uh, soldiers, sailors, Marines, uh, hypothetically airmen, even though they don't know what their targets are, are out there just smoking civvies is complete bullshit. Yeah. They don't do it, right? Um, th these these cold-hearted bastards are the ones giving kids their MREs that they should yeah. be eating, but then they're shooting them in the forehead. Uh, and look, as a guy who has literally been on, and probably why I got this now, uh, been on the, well, welcome to one meal a day uh, kind of thing, I, I've given up food in that kind of situation, not the place you want to be. And yet it is a consistent feature that people are out there. They're helping the kids. They're helping, you know, the various families, et cetera. Um, and somehow I'm expected to believe these exact same people are just out there like, yeah, man, fuck Haji. I'm going to kill him in his face. Uh, and just indiscriminately killing people. It's not how it works. There, there is a reason these things are a handful of stories attached to a giant number, and that giant number is effectively a number reported by ISIS that we take at face value. Yeah. 
I mean, talking of Bing West, who who wrote Mattis's book, Call Sign Chaos, that's regardless of what you think of Mattis, one of the things he consistently talked about was, who knows, maybe I'm just gobbling up the propaganda, was no worse enemy, no greater ally. And he would talk about yeah. always, always giving the excess. He's like, this isn't, he's like, show them that you're here. So you don't have to give them everything. But he was like, got an extra MRE, give it to them. Like, give them a little bit of water. And it was just like, at the very least, show that we're not here to mow them down and bulldoze them into pits. So there's a picture uh, from Fallujah of a straight leg grunt in the Marine Corps. Uh, And he's rifle up, you know, he's he's looking at uh, higher windows. He's patrolling through a city. And behind him is like an eight-year-old girl. And uh, stories from guys who were there is, uh, look, this kid was trying to get across the street. So homeboy was patrolling the streets and you're supposed to stay by the side. And he walked this kid across the street, him and body armor in front of the kid. And the people who were there, no. Have people encountered shitty Marines? Sure. Have people encountered shitty soldiers? Sure. Uh, is there somebody somewhere who, uh, you killed my brother and he was a good boy? Yeah, sure. But those people exist in the United States where, and I'm not even kidding, I just saw a headline printed the other day, uh, officer shot in the face by unarmed black man. Like, how do we get there? And yeah. You what, mate? Wait, <laughs> yeah, wait, right, wait, right back wait, to Don's wait, point, wait, though, uh, about if the CNN was, was a real news organization doing its job, you know, then it would be the check and balance that, you know, goes for the rare incident of, hey, this, this village got nuked. But from Don's story to Dale's story, it's it's way beyond that. It's the media looking at the Marine escorting, you know, the, the kid across the street and going, well, you know what? By putting that combatant next to that kid, you were drawing fire to that and you're actively running propaganda for the enemy. So it's like, what the fuck? Exactly. You know, that's basically the way they think. Did you say and did you say someone was shot by an unarmed person? Yes. How? Yeah, so there there is unironically a headline running around right now that says officer shot in the face by unarmed black man, which apparently finger guns are a lot more dangerous than I assume they were. I I guess right like that. Speaking, of, speaking of all this propaganda, this is my uh, Yuri Bezmanov hoodie. <laughs> oh, yes. It says active measures. You know, you you have to send that to uh, to Tim Pool because I hear he loves being told about Yuri Bezmenov. I hear he does. I'll fucking jizz in, I'll jizz in his beanie, <laughs> as you should. Tim Pool. I don't know anything about him, but I'm gonna be mean to him. I I know enough about him. Carry on being mean. It's, Go ahead. Yeah. He. You know what? There's one thing I just don't respect at all out of anyone. It's a very blanket rule I have. And it's people that do clickbait thumbnails with like the white outline and the colors and the face facial expressions. Yeah. And if you if you're gonna do a title, you can either capitalize words like it's proper grammar. You can do all caps like you're a boomer. Or oh, I'm a boomer. It's fine. That's fine. If you want to do all you know war out whatever, maybe it, I don't know. Maybe it's news. You know, shooting at whatever. But it's the it's the clickbait thumbnail as well as the one or two all caps words. And I see Tim. Oh, yeah. And when I do that, I click on the three little buttons and I write, don't recommend channel. And yep. it's just done. It's one and done. I have zero tolerance. And- I, I'm with you. It, the thing that kills me is that I, I, I have very similar principles on this, right? 
So I, I capitalize as, as a fellow combat veteran. Right. Exactly. Uh, it's it's important to have principles if you are a combat veteran, which Tommy is holding up his end of the bargain now. Uh, but I capitalize the first word or first letter of every word in all of my titles. Yeah. Uh, and that that's as far as I'll go. That's it. Right? Well, it's, it's proper. Uh, yeah. Proper title. But how, oh, no, no, no. Uh, every word first letter is capitalized. Yeah, me too. So, Even the prepositions and the. Uh, so Tommy is gay. Tommy is and gay are all capitalized. Yeah. Yeah, I capitalized the first letter. I know it's technically not proper grammar. You're supposed to have. Yeah, but no, no, I do that. I do every beginning of. But that that's as far as I'll go. And the simple reality is it is, it is not as effective uh, with all this, this marketing horse crap as, you know, Tim's one big red word that. Stay, is is capitalized and bolded and all this other shit. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure the channel icon does not stand out as much as Tim being like Ugh, for every single video. Uh, and and look, it works. So, dear entire internet, if you want people to stop doing it, stop watching videos that do that. Indeed, just hit, but, don't recommend channel. Be the change you want to see in the world. You know what I mean? That's. Um, but it's it's this kind of sick reality where people who actually try and do the right thing are the ones who get <laughs> fucking ignored constantly. Yeah, man. I mean, you know, Patton said we fought the wrong enemy. Whoops. It's, Listen, if I yeah, don't the, that was a that was a Nazi joke. For all almost went fucking... almost went to the lost episode, but yeah. Uh, yeah, if I ever end up making a channel, I'm just gonna go. I'm gonna lean into it. Everything's going to be capitalized all the time, and it's always going to start with Klindathu drop from Starship Troopers. Doesn't matter if I'm talking about tax code. That'll what, be the. That's... You know, I've been thinking more. I've been thinking more about all those like clickbait titles and things, and like how would because even you click on any Tim Pool video, right? Tim Pool has been. He's. I don't. He's not. I don't get recommended. I sort these channels out, and I am letting yeah. YouTube know. Not that they give a fuck about me, but no, not at all. I'm the only well my I have four so, I'm the only person I, I know I, with four strikes in one year. Wow, congratulations. Um again, combat so, combat veteran a combat veteran. The me more combat veteran. Um but the few things bother me about Tim more than I predicted this and I Tim Pool is unbiased. I was saying this kind mm -hmm. of yeah, so for those of you who are watching this and have no idea why it is that I say... Don't worry, no one's uh, watching. I, I, I predicted this from Tim. Pisses me off. Go forth and watch Tim Pool in any, basically any video. And he will predict fucking everything. Okay, okay, so, okay guys, so uh, like uh, the Biden administration... This is an unironic real video published today. The Biden administration uh, hypothetically violated the First Amendment. Now, it may violate the First Amendment. It may... Or, I'm sorry, Third Amendment. May violate the Third Amendment. It may not. We don't really know. Uh, so it may be this is okay, but I don't think it's okay. But, you know, like I think it's important what the Supreme Court decides. And that'll be really what's important is what the Supreme Court decides. So, you know, they'll figure out whether or not Biden administration actually violated the Third Amendment. But it's... Entirely possible that they did, and they also might not have. Like, 
Mm. Motherfucker, there are two options, both of which you have predicted four times in the span of 30 fucking seconds. Every fucking time. It's literally, it's the always sunny meme of Mac just going, yeah, I'm playing both sides, so I always come out on top. (laughs) I mean, dude. It literally is, right? 2021, Um, we'll either see one of two things, guys. We're we're, we're, we're probably going to back off the interventionism. And uh, the economy will boom. And, you know, conversely, there is this option that hyperinflation may kick in and we might be at a war. Okay, we just covered the entire spectrum. Economy goes up or down and America goes to war or it does not. Oh, Oh, man. And and it's it's literally like this. And I point this out to people that I know and they're like, no. And they call me a week later and like. Holy shit, he really does. Mm-hmm. He just it, says fucking everything, and then he claims credit. And I went, yeah. It feels like every week I get at least one where it's just like, all these people used to make fun of me for saying that the Civil War is going to happen, and by the end of the video, he's like, come on, guys, the Civil War is not going to happen. Everyone exactly. just settled. <laughs> I, uh, I, what was it called? Um, I respect the grift. I'll always respect the grift. If you, if you do those thumbnails... You know, there's if you log out of YouTube and go into like just whatever, just log out entirely and go in. It's just blank slate. There's like several things that are always recommended to you. I mean, like Mr. Mm-hmm. Beast, which, by the way, if I ever become a billionaire, I'm gonna fucking come on his face just to do it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck that. Well done. Guy. I'm be like, I'm do not it, even do I, it for uh, do it for charity because apparently he's big on that. I will plan. I'll be like, hey. What we're going to do is we're going to measure the volume of my cum, and we're going to use an equation to count how many of my sperm were in there. And in there, my seed is how many trees we'll plant. Mr. Beast, open up. And that's what we'll do. That's how we'll plant trees. On a side note of me raping Mr. Beast is I respect the grift. And if you you go into these channels and these thumbnails, and it's like a girl with like the white outline and like the bright background, and she's like, my brother did what? I respect the grift. It's ad revenue. You're making money hand over fist. I respect it, but I hate it. This this brings me to another point. I I am in the right company to say, I am so fucking tired of million subscriber channels being like, I'm being suppressed. Yeah, my fucking brains fuck you out. Fucking piece of shit. Like these motherfuckers that don't even have like a presence on alt media, and but are like, well, you know, I'm gonna, I'm being suppressed. My revenue is being got like, bitch. You, like I, if you were on BitChute like two years ago, I, I would just sub just to support, just just to support a guy over there. I pay you. Well, I, that, I pay BitChute five dollars right? a month it's, out of principle. These motherfuckers, because I've seen most of them do it, they're like, oh, man, like 50% of my videos are demonetized. I'm like, bitch, I, YouTube won't let me break to 1,000 subscribers, and my entire channel's demonetized. I've never made a penny on – I actually got an email that said I talk about issues that are too harmful to be monetized. I've had exactly. four strikes in one year. I have been striked for medical misinformation – from the inventor of the mRNA vaccine who worked for DARPA, Deertja, and, and the Department of Defense, as well as the most published uh, cardiologist in world history, I've had both of those removed from medical misinformation. I mean, how, I hope I get... How dare you literally talk to the originating expert, you son of a bitch. I had someone comment on Facebook. They said uh, Robert Malone didn't invent the mRNA, and I was like... Who did? No, he did so then I put up the video of Peter McCullough, the most published cardiologist in world history. 
And someone said, well, I don't know what a cardiologist has anything to do with the vaccine. I said, myocarditis, the only official warning <laughs> on the vaccine. And they said, well, how come you're not having on other doctors? I said, no other doctors are being suppressed. I'm having on the suppressed doctors. They said, why don't you have on Fauci? I said, Fauci won't respond to my emails because I've tried. Right. Listen, I've tried. Fauci, Kissinger, none of them will come on. I respect the grift. Whether it's 5 million Indo-Chinese oh, or 100 billion people, I respect the massacre. Come on my podcast. So you, you know what my favorite thing about Fauci is? And this is unironically true. Like, I hate that man with a fiery hot fucking passion. Yeah, I'm gonna However, nut, I'm gonna nut on him there, there, there is a meme doctor on YouTube uh, whose name I forget, Dr. Something. Um, uh, for all of you who watch YouTube regularly, he's the bee whoop guy. I think it's Dr. Mike. Um, and he had on, he's like a million and a half, two million subscriber channel now, uh, heavily promoted by YouTube. And he had on Fauci at the beginning of this shit, uh, the, the, the cootie shit. And it was, uh, well, uh, Fauci to this idiot is like, well, you're going to have some sort of durable immunity if you've had COVID. You know, who knows if it's six months or six years or 60 years, but you're going to have some durable immunity. Three weeks later, that bitch is on fucking CNN going, there's no durable immunity. You have to get the vaccine. And I was like, you motherfucker! (laughs) Like, I know you went to Fordham, you Jesuit piece of shit! (laughs) And that's why, you know, he's my art nemesis now. <laughs> There's no more absurdity than than having on Malone, who's like, I mean, the name drops. He's like, you know, when I was working with DARPA right after 9-11, and it's like, <laughs> oh, so when you were at the round table of the mm-hmm. scientists that control the agency of the Department of Defense of the biggest military in world history, he's like, you know, when we were there and we were developing the ADEPT program, you know, we, we saw that this had a lot of potential. But I'm telling you, he goes, and he's not even like an absurd, like, it's all cancer. He's like, listen, he's like, they pushed it out because they needed a response. He's like, what I'm saying is, yes, this has the possibility to change world history in much the same way that the car has the possibility. But he's like, basically what he's saying, and I'm paraphrasing or I'm making up an analogy, excuse me, is he's saying like, yes, cars have the ability to change world history. It's a delivery mechanism, right? That's what mRNA is. You take the thing, you put it in the bubble, it goes and gets there with the charged phospholipids and the anions. And he's going, but there are side effects, which you could assume is, well, you know, we don't know what happens when a car crashes. So you do some car crashes and you go, oh, fuck, look, airbag, we'll do airbags. We really need something because that G-force is insane. Let's, so we invent the seatbelt, which, again, you want to talk about fucking suppression of videos. I don't even use an analogy. You can go and look at the two episodes I've done with Larry Page, the vice president of GM for 15 years, which to date has not broken 100 views. I fucking hate YouTube. Really? He worked with Google and DARPA as well. An autonomous track. I'm going to blow my fucking brains out just to show that no algorithm means anything. And I want Don to edit the fucking freeze frame of my brains coming out of the exit wound. And I want him to put a white outline around it. And I want him to say, YouTuber, all caps, blows his brains out. You won't believe what happens next. And there's just a bitch with big tits in the out going. The point is. Can I just put YouTuber blows? leave his brains out part and put big titty chick there should we just start putting porn on youtube 
See what I what I would do is I would, whoa whoa whoa! It's important to know that you can't put porn on YouTube. They have algorithms to stop that, unless it's child porn, which for some reason the algorithms don't catch. Yeah, now, that's not a joke. No, that is a real thing. I know for a fact. Which, which back to the what he was saying earlier about channels complaining about like high big ass channels. I forget the name of the, the channel. I only know about this from Rackets, but some channel that like reviews like you know porn mods for video games or some shit like that, and, and they find out that they're getting demonetized, and the guy's girlfriend just like and just start freaking out on that but um as for you blowing your brains out here's how we get around that i know how this mean works we get like the, the saudi head wrap looks like it goes on top of a, of a jar of jam and we just go uh middle eastern man spills jam and yes okay or you know i was talking to, i was talking to vecchio last month and i was like I was oh like, my god Mike, if you watch this, I apologize for not fucking back to you. I, I'm still You've ghosted, Mike. The... So, like, I got sick. All right, man. Well, now you're... I ain't messing yeah, no, with my No, I feel like a complete fucking asshole. I fucking love Mike. Mike's the coolest guy in the world. He doesn't give a shit. Seriously. I, like, I, I need to get you back in the rotation. Because I Mike's, fucking miss talking. Mike, Mike's the fucking cool. I love Mike. Oh, yeah. His stories are freaking awesome. Vecchio Vecchi is such an animal. We love you, man. Yeah. If you watch this. Don't, <laughs> don't worry. He's not. He's retired and enjoying life and not watching us. Talk. <laughs> if you want to watch a retard yelling at their own reflections, I don't know. We'd go down to a Down Syndrome daycare center. He'd keep talking to me. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I remember he, the last time we talked, I was like, like, before we started recording, I was like, Mike, I got an idea for getting canceled. He's like, Tom, you're getting canceled all the time now. And I was like, yeah. and you know, Mike, you can, Mike's got the same energy as my dad. Just that retired, I'm done. I did the mm-hmm. game. And I'm like, Mike, they're, they're censoring vaccines. He's like, how about that? <laughs> I'm retired. He's like, go on. And I'm like, I was thinking, Mike, I was like, what if I get a wheelchair and I put on a BLM shirt and I identify as a woman? Do you think they would cancel me? He goes, I don't think they would. But you know what, Tom, I got to tell you. I think you will lose a lot of respect from a lot of potential guests. <laughs> he, goes, I'm, he goes, I'm saying that as a fan of your podcast. Real dad moment right there. He goes, I'm saying that as a fan of your podcast. And I looked at him and I went, yes, sir. He goes, it's funny. You're probably never going to get a big guest again. And I went, okay. That's really the only thing that stood between me and getting a wheelchair and some fake tits. <laughs> so, shout out mike <laughs> thanks for keeping the podcast alive <laughs> good good looking out because look, i look. i would not ignore tommy but everyone else would <laughs> yeah you can see don and david are like how come you didn't do it you can see us yeah, like, I, we're all like we're, we're, i was pitching the vtuber idea man you like were. if you really want to blow you, it up you, you, you were and i've i've got a I want to go. Into, I've got. I've got. I've got this like long term, like six to eight month plan that's actually in the works right now. Not V, tits. It'll be great. Don't worry about it. It'll be great or it won't work at all. If it doesn't work, I can tell you about it. If it does work, the podcast will work. But um, oh, I'm excited for us. So fucking George Webb emailed me and said, "There." I think I told you this. He said there. He's offering to fly me out to their studio. Really? Yeah, which just kind of makes me think that we're all going to get killed by the CIA in one drone strike. It's it's possible. Yeah. You no, know. We're, uh, so, you know, that thing we were talking about where we should all be in the same place? Like, maybe it's not a good idea. <laughs> yeah, as a, a satellite re-enters Earth's well, orbit. Let's at least make them use a couple flying Ginsu's, you know, like two or three, you know, maybe four. I think as oh, long maybe, as we get data yeah. out of it, or content out of it. 
you have no idea how many people uh, sent me that A10 landing on a, a fucking freeway thing and were like, so Blibberinch is about to have serious problems. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, you know, that's why Eisenhower set up the interstate system that way. It's hiding in plain sight. It's there for every amount of miles of road, there has to be a five mile strip that they, you can move the median out of the way and create an impromptu air base. So, in case there's an invasion from the east to the west, what we can do is we can create air bases yeah. and move. It, it honestly is kind of a brilliant move. I love Eisenhower. That, that's why there's so many uh, really old four lane highways, even when they were absolutely not necessary. Uh-huh. Like there, there's uh, there, there are places if you drive the freeways in this country, there are a whole bunch of places that are are 50 miles from the nearest city on I-80, and they're four lane highways, and it makes no sense at all unless you're like, well, you could land a B fifty two here if there wasn't a median. Mm-hmm. You, know? you gotta love that man I, brain I, pop moment I, yeah. I, I, I'd love that I love that big dick Eisenhower moment He's what a good the, the other thing that uh, I mean more substantially more straightforwardly and it's still used for it to this day is military moves like a motherfucker over uh, the whole interstate system they're, they're some of the only roads in the entire country that you can move a 7 ton through They well that's what the whole bridge is that they change the uh uh, Garrett Graff's uh, Raven Rock, which, hey, you know, Tim Pool, I get you, man. Censored YouTube videos I had on the best selling author on all of Audible 2019, Garrett Graff, the author of Raven Rock, about all the nuclear bunker systems. That was actually one of the stipulations. Was not only did you have to have for every mile, for every X amount of miles, you had to have five miles of straightaway where you could just bulldoze <coughs> the medians out of the way. Bridges. Yep. All bridges had to be, they bumped the height up from, I think, 12 to 14 feet because they saw. For contracts they're like hey kind of like the b52 ish they were like for these general whatever two and a half tons or whatever the fuck they are they're like we're probably going to use this platform for the next half century they have to be able to use it because eisenhower was so impressed with uh the autobahn he was so impressed mm-hmm. with hitler's ability to move shit around that he was like, yeah. I, need that. I love eisenhower man it's, so uh, uh not not only was it the autobahn but keep in mind that eisenhower's in korea uh, and not only saw the Autobahn give Hitler the capability to move things around, but saw that the uh, Centurion tank, substantially better than any other tank in Korea, was able to hill climb simply because of the way it was designed. And the simple reality was, unless you were willing to design a tank around that much horsepower per ton and that much uh, square foot pounds of torque, you were not going to be able to get over mountains unless tanks had somewhere to be able to go that was substantially flatter. Like tanks will climb lots of stuff, but if you take an M4 Sherman, you try and climb it to the top of a hill in the same way that they did with Centurions in uh, Korea, you end up with a lot of problems. The tank ends up sliding back down. The Centurion and climate and so he said look we can't base the entirety of tank program on whether or not you can uh cover hills and so the simple capability to get on a road and make it through the two major well three major mountain ranges in the united states is kind of a big deal uh and so uh, like the things that eisenhower put into this uh this particular system like there's a reason all of our grades top out at 20 percent uh, and it is basically that World War II tanks were easily able to climb uh, climb twenty percent grades. That that's why if you roll through mountain ranges, you will find them extending out the mountain so that they can make twenty percent grades instead of going down at like a thirty percent grade. Everybody thinks, oh, it's because uh, you know Semi-house. we had 
uh, we, we had, well, not semis, but uh, drum brakes as opposed to disc brakes because uh, disc brakes will handle 30% grades. And and they all buy this idea that it was a safety thing. It has nothing to do with safety. It is that the, uh, the V8s that were in Sherman simply would not climb 30% grades. There was no way to do it. Uh, they, they would either stall or slide back down. Uh, and 20% grades, they would do just fine. That's basically why you don't find greater than a 20% grade anywhere in the country because you need to be able to move military equipment. It like it, it is an unironically brilliant system that covers so many facets of war and we drive on it every day and nobody has any fucking idea. Mm-hmm. The, the fucking it's a logistician dude. It's uh, it's I highly recommend it, dude Raven Rock by Garrett Graff. The, the the amount of shit that that Eisenhower foresaw and it just I I don't know, I just think there's something so beautiful about like you know, I I love hi- hierarchies. You know, Dale being in like our elites being actually elite. <laughs> yeah, back, yeah, yeah. Eisenhower, back, in, back in the day, you know what? I, they were elite, and I get it. You know, you I mean Eisenhower set up the whole czar system. He took the top CEOs from all the different stru- uh, all the different industries in the United States and said, "Hey, look, in a nuclear war that we survive, there's a partial exchange. We're gonna need." He wasn't like, how do we redistribute? He was like, we need the smartest motherfucker. So he got like the the guys that grew up the poorest and developed these massive industries. He got them because he knew that they know they knew how to take nothing and turn it into empires. And he's like, so we're gonna be back in the Stone Age. So we had a system of thirteen or twelve, twelve or thirteen czars. Which, ironically enough, the day they all met together at some mock drill was the day that Gary Powers was shot down. And Eisenhower was like, so it might be here sooner than later. But he had this whole system. JFK gutted it and never replaced it based on principle. But he put this whole thing together. And to, it was just insane. It was called the czar system. Which, I mean, now I know we've had czars since like 2008. But This is not Obama's czar. Not Obama. This was Eisenhower. This was the cool czars. His thing was awesome, man. He he had the bunkers. Uh, he had all the bunkers outfitted with uh, with alcohol. It was with alcohol because he wasn't stupid. He was like to wean off alcoholic generals and senators, and with birth control because he was like he knew that they were going to bring all their secretaries. <laughs> Eisenhower was an animal, but it, that that so, type of foresight. Uh... Not not to take anything away from Eisenhower, uh, because honestly, the man no probably one's, no one's perfect. I know not, there's a lot. Not only did uh, some of the most amazing shit, but also was probably the first serious person to say, uh, "Hey, look, like this, influence. This, this global machine thing, like it's kind of a problem." Yeah, um, but he stole a lot of this from FDR. Uh, who, by the way, stole a lot of that from uh, both Stalin and Hitler. Mm-hmm. Um, because both of them had gotten the titans of industry lines. Uh, mm-hmm. And and Stalin got his basically from Lenin. Uh, Lenin had found out very quickly that uh, it turns out capitalism had not turned running a business into a spreadsheet and that there was some skill. And so he pulled all of the uh, the CEOs out of the gulags um, and gave them kind of pro tem positions. Stalin basically made them the the czars of uh, Soviet Russia, in in so far as uh, he was willing to let them be heads of you know whatever it was that they did. Um, and so it is it is amazing that to me at least that the early twentieth century has basically been guiding our lives. 
mm-hmm. for 150 years at this point. <laughs> oh, it's, it's the, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's, uh, I'm trying to think of how to word it. Well, it just it comes back to the the fact that at the end of the day, it, it's all Plato versus Aristotle, and at a certain point, you know, it, it's just going to come to the fact that Eisenhower is smart enough to build these machines. He spent his entire life, you know, fighting against other people who are building these machines. And as Don said, he's also the only one going, "Hey, see this giant war machine that I, I've been building over here to keep everyone safe." Just so you know, there's a lot of people that would like to be using that for their agenda. And Eisenhower was the last president that I think we had. Mm -hmm. And I I mean this unironically. Everybody likes to say JFK because he got smoked. But I think Eisenhower was the last president we had. Who was at the range? Unironically did not believe in this hyper-globalist idea. Uh, He very clearly did a bunch of things to fight against it and was the last president that I know of. Uh, and, and yes, I will lump Trump right into that, who just said, we're, we're not doing this. Like, this is a bad idea. You need to watch the UN. You need to watch the military industrial complex. You need to watch these things. You occasionally get generals who will come out and say it at the end of their career, but president-wise, I think he was the last one. Indeed. And that's the big thing is like as that goes forward and we see how our foreign policy develops and, you know, shout out to my foreign policy daddy, Professor John Mearsheimer, as he likes to lay out. um, It came down to, you know, liberal hegemony and the fact that liberalism quickly becomes a universal ideology because everyone has rights and then positive versus negative rights. And long story short, it comes down to realism versus liberalism. And the fact of the matter is, if you are a realist in America, Um, For as long as I've been alive, going probably all the way back to Eisenhower, um, you are the unpopular kid in the room. You're the kid saying, we can't do that. and Nobody wants to hear that. Yeah. So, all right, I'm going to, I'm going to, all right, we all ready for the autistic. So so, so Eisenhower, you know, FDR actually went to Groton, Connecticut, where he actually worked at a military school. And then the submarine was put on the project blue light. So not, wait, wait, wait! Can you not talk about important um, stuff for a minute? I gotta go get some more alcohol. All right. So Tommy's gay, and we're gonna discuss why. Big Indeed. fat cocks in my in my heart. <laughs> you know, guys. I just want to say, as someone that got a purple heart for the the sting in my toe, you know, it's I'm proud to be an American. Shout exactly. out! Shout out! Sm- I'm proud to know Tommy. Shout out! Shout out! Smedley, Marcus Luttrell. I mean, are we the same? No. Am I better than you? I mean, look, we're all Americans, but yeah. you know, yeah, have I done more? Tell. Maybe. Am I no, a little it, more of an Eisenhower? It, Marcus possibly. Luttrell, you Marcus going to hunt me down. Tommy is a real American fighting for the I, rights I cannot of every wait. man. I cannot wait until you like actually get Marcus Luttrell on this podcast. It, it's, like, it's, it's the dead end. I've already tried. I mean, I'll keep trying. I mean, hey, man, there's, as I've said, there's a fine line between persistence and harassment. And, you know, persistence did get me the first deputy director of the Soviet bioweapon program. Now, it's also gotten a lot of hard nose from ex-presidents, but... I bet. Yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm developed, as Ted I once said to me in person, Tom, you are absolutely on a server somewhere. Oh, yeah. Indeed. Oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a... 
Whenever I see a fine line, I like to, you know, use that as an excuse Cross to that get my car- as hard as possible. Exactly, man. You got to zigzag. That's how you keep your cardio up. No, um, so fuck, I forgot what I was going to say. There was a long thing that I was going to say. Well, yeah, we were back on Eisenhower. We we're going to continue. I just made my, my, my Papa Mearsheimer argument about realism, butting heads with liberal hegemony. Oh, and- okay. So, uh, liberalism is not what we deal with on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. Um, We call it liberalism. You know, it's the way that we are is the left calls themselves liberal. But as so many right-wing commentators have said, specifically, I'm quoting David Horowitz here. What are they liberal about except sex and drugs? And the answer is fucking nothing. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, um, the, the, and I know that a lot of, conservatives hate when I say this, but you you have to give people the choice to be shitty people. Because that's how you find out how shitty people are or who shitty people are. But you don't have to give them power over everything. And that's the After positive rights versus negative rights situation. Yeah. Right. And, and I, I know it's become fashionable lately to say that positive rights are the same as negative rights because in some circumstance or another, you can meet a both positive and negative rights circumstance. Like, yes, thank you for taking an edge case and saying that all of this scenario is the same thing. It's not. You're an idiot. Stop being an asshole. You're acting like the left. Go fuck yourself. Um, and when I say the left, I have no idea what, what Tommy's audience looks like. So by all means, if you are vaguely on the left and not a ridiculous human being who thinks that, uh, I, I don't know, a dude with a beard in a dress deserves to have his dick sucked by a dude because suck the dick bigot. If you think that's ridiculous, then like, we're not talking to you. Um, on the other hand, if you are looking at a, a wide variety of human behavior and going, look, you know, I want to know who the shitty people are. I want them to be able to say, uh, I think child porn's a good idea so that you can say all of society should hate that guy. Then, you, yeah, that's right. Um because, and look, I know there's an unlimited number of conspiracy theories about everybody in the world or any number of groups of people in the world promoting child porn or blah, 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 whatever. Fine. Uh, I want to know who those shitty people are. And in that particular case, I want them in prison. <laughs> you know? Indeed. And if we can just, if we can just, someone gets a little payoff, they get left in gen pop, something, you know, something happens. Wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. All right. For, for entirely uh, posting things on the internet reason, I want them in prison. On the other hand, look, if, if prison is a synonym for a wood chipper, then, I mean, what are you going to do? Exactly. I mean, maybe someone, I don't know how my 22 copper wire boar brush ended up in Tabasco sauce and ended up in the guy's urethra. I don't know how it got there. Really don't know. Look, he's weird. Mistakes were made, man. You know, like, yeah. accidents happen. He probably did himself. He's crazy. He fucks kids. Yeah. <laughs> what are you gonna do? Look, we tried to help the guy. We just told him, like, hey, don't fuck kids. And then he stuck a quarter inch Dewalt drill bit into his penis. Weird. Mac- really feet? strange. And I don't even know how he was still conscious to actually, you know, get the drill on there and get the battery in. And who? Craig. 
no, 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 whoa, not Craig, not Craig, (laughs) let's not go, let's not go lumping Craig in with, with some generic, um, the rest of the British population, some some generic democratic staffer, okay, let's just go with that, Craig's not that cool, um, uh, before we go, suddenly we have a very different definition of what Tommy thinks. Is cool. <laughs> <laughs> for, those, for those of you watching this podcast as it is posted, you're going to be like, "Whoa!" Well, what Tommy, is, on the other hand, is that like a new insult? Riding that pony. When I tell when I tell guests, I'm like, "You're the coolest guy ever." Is that the new Loki insult? Just like <laughs> you're the coolest guy ever. Um, Look in in this particular circumstance, that is definitely true. Don't eat that. Um, these dogs will eat anything. Um, before Don goes full, uh, actually, actually, I thought it was funny that Eisenhower uh, really he he didn't think a lot of JFK, and uh, the day before JFK was inaugurated, he came in and was like, "Do you understand, like, basically like, how serious things are?" And he was like, "There is no like fleet of bombers coming over the ocean. It's going to be missiles." What he did is he picked up the uh, phone and he said, Opal 3. And in JFK's words, he was like, not an entire minute had passed before you could feel the thundering in your chest of a Marine helicopter coming in to take you to the nearest nuclear bunker. And he goes, it's going to be in under six minutes. That, And then, so after I think, I think the Bay of Pigs, it was after the Bay of Pigs, uh, JFK had Eisenhower come meet with him. And they went for a long walk. And, and I think in JFK's notes, he said uh, he was trying to commiserate with Eisenhower. You know, much like Don tries to commiserate with me and what it's like to get a Purple Heart. And, like, although Don hasn't been... I, I don't have a Purple Heart, by the way. Even uh, I, I did not get a Haji uh, fucking accuracy award. That's not a thing. Well, Don or, claims, you know, a bee sting. You know, Don, Don claims... He's, well, the point is, is, like, okay, let's take for... So Dale, you know, Dale's been in combat, like, or whatever. I've been has stung, he been stung by a hornet That's by, an, the by an NRO drone, and I'm not sure. But you know what? So, we, we both. So, unironically, I I have my stack right here. It's this. I don't even know what that is. Oh, okay, it's beautiful. Yeah, no, I wore one of those in Times Square. <laughs> it's uh, but <laughs> but basically, JFK was trying to commiserate with Eisenhower, and he, you know, kind of like my bee sting. He was like, you know. He's like, we had those boys go into the the Bay of Pigs and, you know, the bombers. He's like, they didn't go through. A lot of men died. And the way Garrett Graff uh, words it, he goes, and as the young, tall, handsome, inept president tried to commiserate with the former five-star general and leader of the largest amphibious invasion in world history. (laughs) (laughs) And then in, in JFK's words, I received the tongue lashing of a lifetime. He, w- he wouldn't even call me President Kennedy. He called me Jack. And he goes, but he goes, it was the most beneficial thing that had happened to me because everyone else was yes, man. And Eisenhower is basically like, I'm going to pop your fucking pink sock. Like, right. And Look, so, you stupid bitch. So up until that point, before there was like the camp, they, there was this like yacht they all used. Truman had a yacht. FDR had a yacht. But when they established this like camp up in the woods, was it the, the Canoctons, the whatever the fuck, Catoctons, whatever yeah. the fuck it is? It was tradition that you changed the name of the camp to whatever was for you. And so Eisenhower had named it Camp David after his grandson. After that meeting where Eisenhower basically throat fucked him with his words, 
JFK came back and signed a thing that said it will from now on be known as Camp David. As Camp David. And it was out yeah. of respect for Ike. So little vignette, sorry, but <laughs> that was badass. <laughs> he came back basically like you can almost imagine Jackie like, how was the talk? He was like, it was fine. By the way, from now on, this is Camp David forever. <laughs> but <laughs> so like that that's the thing that people see on a regular basis, right? Like like you, you people know Camp David now because of that. Go listen to the Sog books. Not only did he unfuck uh, JFK in so far as, uh, well, being an asshole. SOG existed for the uh, Surveys, and Observ- uh, Surveys and Observations Group, uh, Special Operations Group, call it whatever you want. Damn, uh, though. It, it was the guys, when you, when you watch Predator and they're like, men, this is a dream compared to Cambodia. Like those people actually existed. And the guys, if you go listen to SOG stories and if you haven't, you should, uh, those guys did some of the wildest shit ever in existence. Surprise kill vanished by Andy Jacobson. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, and so SOG after JFK gets that ass chewing, uh, SOG is no longer the purview of the CIA they get moved back under the U.S. Army. Like, that is how much that ass-chewing affected American foreign policy is quite literally, uh, I, I know this podcast should be familiar with CAG. Uh, basically, CAG got moved out of being CAG back to a U.S. <laughs> US military uh, division because that's what SOG was in Vietnam is they were CAG. They, they just did whatever they wanted. Um, you know, the, the CIA was just like, well, we're just funding you money. And JFK came back after that asked you, and he was like, yeah, we're not doing that. Fuck the CIA in their neck. Think, think of like all the like modern day, like, uh, like Reddit are murdered by words. Yeah. Unfortunately, because they purposely went on a walk with no electronics, we won't know. Mm-hmm. But somewhere floating at the speed of light are the faint acoustic vibrations of Eisenhower laying down a burn on JFK that yeah. makes Eminem's Pull, pulling eight... his sandpaper condom out of his pocket. <laughs> Whatever he said to us, this is seven feet long, but get ready. Whatever, it won't fit on me entirely. Yeah. Whatever he said made Eminem's eight mile look like a nursery rhyme. Because like, let, it let me get this him. straight. You you took the the top tier, the best guys that we have, and, and, and you gave them to the continuation of the most infiltrated intelligence organization to ever exist, the OSS, which was just from the floor up, British you know, basically British foreign policy Wild mixed with Russian spies. Yeah. And the continuation of that, we're gonna give them the top dudes and just say, do whatever the fuck you want. And, and now we wonder how we end up in the situation we see today. It's funny, by the way, and, and I hate to be an asshole, but I'm going to have to tap after this this statement. But when things get, and, and dear whoever in the CIA watches Tommy, I'm sorry for offending you. No, they don't anyway. watch this. When things get pulled out of the CIA and moved back to literally anywhere else, they work a lot better. Yeah. And and I know, I know SOG got infiltrated later, but SOG got infiltrated later. God damn it. <laughs> like, not that instant. And 
it, it's a very serious problem. Things in the control of the CIA continuously and forever have problems. Uh, and I know somebody's going to be like, oh, yeah, John, I'm a CIA operative, and we did a lot of stuff you don't know. First of all, if you're posting that in the YouTube comment section, no, you aren't. Uh, second of all, uh, no one fucking believes you. Third of all, the portions of that that are true and from the guys that have talked about shit with, you know, the agency. Uh, yes, I'm sure you did a lot of shit. You also have really serious problems with infiltration and rogue agents, like really serious problems. And every time one of you is like, oh, we're totally addressing this. Two years later is like, oh, so rogue CIA agent has sex with Russian dictator. Like, what, bro. <laughs> No, yeah. and, and you know we look at you know essentially the academy. You know where where does any intelligence community come from? Well, you got to have these degrees, right? You got to have some kind of degree. So all of these people, you know, as going back to well, what do we get for the OSS? Well, any PhDs that can win a bar fight. So you're recruiting these people. You're going to have this entire agency run by the academy. What is the academy? Well, they like flying around and doing international diplomacy. You don't really consider yourselves nationalists. They tend to be all over the place. And so we just wonder how they just end up with these, you know, circles within circles of various foreign policies from different countries, just, you know, you know, hijacking our foreign policy establishment and just going hog wild. And then we're sitting here wondering, you know, what if we just, you know, we take dudes that are really good at killing people and we just, we, we don't let them talk to anyone from that has like a degree. Like, what if we do that instead? You know, well, the, this is, uh, I know I said I was going to leave, but you can thank Woodrow Wilson. Don't, that, don't right? leave. Uh, tell your wife uh, that I got stung and I'm dying. In, indeed. I, I will tell her that's why I'm here later than I said I'm I like, would be. she'll give um, a fuck. She'll be like, who and what? So, yeah, well, that too. <laughs> uh, but the, the degree thing you can thank Wilson for because he established this idea of, we need everybody needs degrees right that that's those are the people you listen to and prior to that um there was indeed some sort of like vague nobility idea for officers in the military and that sort of thing but he, he standardized it into this general idea of you have a degree therefore you can be an officer uh and he did this in the civilian sector as well. It, it, prior to Wilson, you don't see managers requiring a degree. You don't see CEOs requiring mm -hmm. a degree. Post-Wilson, you do. And without him, we wouldn't have ended up with a CIA who thought everybody needed degrees. And by the way, you have a CIA who existed in some degree or another prior to the long march through the institutions and one that existed host along march through institutions and they were very different cias mm -hmm. um you you see a very big change in how all of these people behave once the idea of uh degree is required plus long march through the institutions happen um and you know for for anybody who's watching this that's like oh john but the long march started in the 40s and like you know sort of the cia like well yes but the long march doesn't really finish until the late 50s right um you know 50 depends on on who you're listening to but anywhere between about 56 and 58 is about the time where they really get the foothold where they control the ideology and the reality of that is now you have heavily propagandized people with a very globalist set of ideals being the ones who are running 
all of our foreign intelligence. And holy shit, is that a bad idea? Yep, that is like everything that we, uh, I don't know, we, we, we had this revolution against the British over, like, you know, and somehow we're, we're back to that. And so now we have like this quasi-aristocracy officer class that we don't even recognize as an aristocracy officer class fucking everywhere. And so yeah. why is literally every job you get, there's a commissar. There's now a commissar that, that is sitting there. There's a political officer. And on that note, I'm going to grab another beer real quick. <laughs> Well, I, I will stay until David gets back. Thank you, Don. Uh, I'll be quick, I promise. <laughs> but uh, I, I do indeed need to go. Oh, yeah, that said, uh, before I do, happy birthday and thanks, good sir. This cigar was for a reason. I'll bring you oh, one. Thank you, babe. Uh, if we actually do this later in the year, getting together thing, I will I will ensure I go to my local cigar shop and uh, bring you a stoke. Wait, David, you're already back? Hell yeah, I just wanted to, you know, if I'm going to give Don a farewell, I got to get a fresh beer to crack open on the farewell. This this motherfucker keeps beer in his ass. He just didn't want to pull it out on camera. (laughs) (laughs) David's like, oh, got to wash the old pink sock. Pulls it out. Yeah, you know, it's it's kind of like what Claire said last week or the week before. I was like, oh my God, yet again. Claire, holy shit, I've been intending to have you back. We had a plan. You piece of shit. It's coming. (laughs) That makes me look bad. I'm like, hey, come on my friend Don's podcast. And Don's like, oh, how's. No, look, I I had Claire like two or three times, and then I took what amount of do a massive break from the internet. Have, have Have you scheduled Federer yet? I don't know who the fuck that is, so probably not. You you asked me if I could please give him your contact info. Oh, is he the dude? Book on Plato, man. No. Yes. yes. So Plato. I asked you for that, and like three days later, I I basically shut down my internet presence. You you are full of excuses, and it hurts. <laughs> it's the same excuse. I'm not full of them. I I, I need like Federer and Claire, man. Like I, I I need Mike too, but like you gotta have Claire and Federer. Federer, text, <laughs> Federer texted me a meme last night. They're, they're all coming. That's all I'm saying. And they're coming on my channel, dear YouTube. He, Federer texted me a meme last night, and it's two <laughs> it's two scientists in lab coats looking through a microscope at like a Delta or a, sorry at a COVID lab, and it says it appears to be mutating into a into a totalitarian dictatorship. Ironically, <laughs> yeah. All right, gents, I am out of here for the evening again. Thank you for having me. Uh, I, uh, I apologize that my my gay anti-internet activities are keeping me from being here the whole time, uh, but hopefully I haven't been here for to be the one that gets this podcast nuked from all of viewing for all of you too. I don't think it will. I'll do my be, best once you're gone. But David man. and I, David and I, we're good for it. Don, <laughs> right? I love you, buddy. And uh, that you know what's kind of cre- you know what's kind of creepy is I recognize that shirt because I've made so many photoshops of you. <laughs> I'm like, where have I seen? You know, it's like when you see like a really That's hot girl. Like, when you see a really hot girl, you're like, I like that bathe. Mm. I recognize them titties. I'm like, I recognize that bathing suit. You had a great album, Spring Break 2013. And they're like, what? And you're like, mm, how you doing? Don wears that. <laughs> Don wears that shirt, and I'm like, I know that shirt. I've. F- Oh God! Uh, speaking of which, apparently I'm some sort of minor Isla, which I was not aware of. A what? Uh, 
e celebrity. I don't know. What that uh, is. Is that like I, I didn't know like electronic celebrity. I'm a celebrity on the internet or something. Um, and and you guys have all suddenly informed me that this is true. I'm just an asshole in a pleb hat. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> before before you go, so there's a restaurant in L.A. and there's some guy that looks like Tony Soprano, and he requires proof of unvaccination to come to your restaurant. <laughs> and, oh my God, where the fuck is this guy? That's amazing. Los Angeles, yeah, he's been on uh, Tucker. He's got screamed at by Cuomo on CNN. He's like, I think you're an idiot. And this guy's like, well, I think we can agree to disagree and both be adults. Just completely just owning this guy morally. I called the restaurant uh, two days ago. And the first is like, if you'd like to place an order, press one. If you'd like to leave a death threat, press two so we can pay you a visit. And I was like, these are my people. And so. Uh, so yes. I so oh I, my god so I please call, get this man up. i called him i was like will you please come on my podcast and he's like well we're currently in talks with like the young turks this weekend and i was like they're fucking communist faggots like not realizing I wasn't talking to like you guys and i like paused, <laughs> i paused and they're like yeah they kind of are and i was like <laughs> and i was like will you come on my podcast but the point of all of this is, he goes, he goes, yeah, what's your name? I, I go, it's, it's Tommy's podcast on YouTube. He goes, last name? I go, Tommy Kerrigan. He goes, I recognize that. And I went, oh, thanks. And then I hung up and I thought, wait a minute. How much has YouTube bad? censored me? Is, mm -hmm. the, is it an iceberg? Do I have an mm -hmm. army of autistic patriots? Right beneath the waters that we don't You're know. You're actually about. a million subscriber channel, and you just don't even know Nothing it. Nothing would be fucking funnier <laughs> if it happens. So, I'm, I'm gonna look, nut on Tim Pool's face. As a guy who has literally had thousands of subscribers culled while alive, it's entirely possible, man. Mm -hmm. and, and if you think I'm kidding, my Proud Boys podcast, I was at 10,000 subscribers, and they culled me back down to 5,000 live. Oh, I was watching that. I was watching that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, no. I, I, you, the same thing happens to you, it happens to me. You hit yeah. a number, and then they just, they reel you back. For me, they love 5.5. That's my number. I'll go up to 5.8, and then they'll just, all right, how about you come back? Dawn is like, you're at 11 point something, where you'll shoot up, and they'll be like, all right, come on back, Donnie yeah. boy. No, I, I can't make it past 11,925. You gotta, they will not let me. You got to almost imagine that it's like we're just dumping gas onto this forest, and we're trying to find the embers. Eventually, we're going to hit it. Yeah, oh, and, yeah. and Don's no, going to be like, did I, you know I had 14 million subscribers? <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Well, so the, the other thing that keeps happening is uh, I, I said the other day on the show, like, hey, they're calling my subscribers. Uh, and somebody posted in the comment section named Band Again. that was like, uh, so they're not calling your subscribers. They're just banning us. <laughs> Want to guess? Oh, I know. <laughs> and I was like. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, man, I wear it as a badge of honor. Every I've, I've got notifications, all right? And this is the this is the ultimate irony. It's like they, they unsubscribe you so you don't get a notification. But I've gotten a notification. I think it was one of George Webb's former channels. I click it. I'm unsubscribed. I have to resubscribe. Like, yeah, right? Like, what the fuck? Oh, oh, oh dude, it's – Donna, you got to go. David Vine, uh, an author I had on who wrote the book Base Nation, all about America's – it's mm -hmm. our overreach of bases and all the contracts that go super liberal guy professor at like Georgetown or something. 
super liberal. Oh, dude. my God. All right. So before you continue, at some point, we need to discuss all of the propaganda around the military. Like you, you should we should totally just book a Fucking podcast of like eight hours Absolutely. of Don spurging about. Propaganda. You say that he'll do it. He will lock you in don't, for eight hours. Don't don't don't. <laughs> Don't fucking make a threat that you can't back up because I'll do it. Sten, I know you're going to see this. Get ready to book it. Hell yeah. Sten, do it. Sten, I'll, so, rape, I'll rape you. For, for those Outside of all of this, unrelated to all of this, I'm going to rape you, Sten. David Vine I had on. He's a fantastic, brilliant author. It's one of my favorite books, Base Nation. And he goes on all about this all from the 50s till now, everything going on. And... uh he was like, hey, man, I'd love to, like, you know, I have a new book coming out this fall. He was like, maybe I'll give you, like, a sneak peek. And I was like, dude, I would be honored. And he knows from the outset. I emailed him, like, beforehand. I was like, hey, man, full disclosure, like, I, I know you're, like, a very liberal guy. Like, I'm a Trump guy. And he was like, hey, man, as long as we can have, like, a civil discussion. And I was like, I respect that. So we talked. Great episode. Awesome guy. One of my favorite books. He later emailed me. He goes, why were you banned from YouTube a couple times? And I was like, oh, I this question. So I sent him the episodes talk about red pill he went why were you banned for that i go i don't know i had on these mds who didn't like it and he goes but that doesn't make any sense and i was like yeah you know i guess we'll have to find out i'm doing my own long march where i'm in really are and i'm just like hey think for yourself i don't know man and he was like that's not right and i'm like it's the long march to the institute it's me what, what you want me to do homie it's, it's me marching with a hobbled foot from my hornet sting and i'm like it's the like sydney gottlieb it's the long the club foot it's, it's the long crutch through the uh or a fecchione you so know speaking, speaking of which before i go tommy uh, oh yeah you gotta meme warriors <laughs> uh when you do that meme of obama giving biden the presidential medal of freedom of dawn pinning a purple heart on me from behind and i'm just like i'm looking forward just like you know crying and just be with the swollen club foot oh, <laughs> you know, before i get eaten off youtube thanks for having me brother i'll be back later have right, a wonderful dog. rest of your evening my man take care don me and david we're probably gonna get removed so godspeed good call ready go thank you david 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 now that Dawn's going, how is the IED factory going? And have we received you know, our payments from the CIA? So, yeah, now that I've infiltrated the server, right, I think I've, I feel like I've earned a trust of the community. Um, pretty <laughs> Take off our masks from yeah, both SCI Yeah, so I've been, I've been having my pilots, like, join. I had my pilot get in there. All right, we're preparing everything. We're going to get, like, an MI-8. We're just going to load it up with barrel bombs. It's going to be great. Do you think I can convince George Webb to let you be my plus one? I mean, you know, um, it, probably. I don't I mean, think. You know, I don't he think seems, he, he seems like a pretty chill dude. But well, you know, uh, you know that, it, it would all come down to scheduling on whether or not I could do that. I thought you were like free, like permanent. Uh, for the most part, but I will tell you this: September, like I plan to be like diving. All like I'm just, I'm getting my my overdue vacation for I was, for a uh, few years now. I was just kind of brainstorming. I was like, I think a nine eleven episode would be great. I. Not not opposed. Not, not opposed I'm not, at all. I'm not not a fan of it. At the very least, like I know I, I get the emails to, to the to the webinars that he does. So if you're gonna guest host one of those, definitely let me know what day and I could I will show up to that. And other than that, if you wanna do like oh. the plus one everything, let me know what time you're planning on and if I can, like I'm I'm down. Oh, oh, oh no no no, that's a separate thing. He emailed yeah. me and said he's gonna No, he said we're gonna do a webinar sometime. That's on Zoom. Yeah. He's gonna fly me out of the studio. Yeah. That's he's running that, all kinds of things out there. That's what I want you there for. I want you in the flesh. 
<laughs> Fuck webinars. Dude, I want you to be rolling with me. Dude, yeah, like I said, man, you just let me know what what time you guys are like planning that out, and I'll, I'll see if I can do it. I'm not opposed. You know what? It, what a great ending of a podcast. You, me, and George Webb taken out by a Hellfire missile. <laughs> the first. Please domestic, give me the flying Ginzu. No, I want the, the Ginzu. first. The first domestic strike in U.S. history. I don't know what happened. What, what happened to that um that apartment building down in what was it Miami? <laughs> Do you think that was? That would be. Yeah, awesome. no, no, no. I heard. Uh, listen, I saw a meme on a schizo channel about like Israeli space lasers, and you know, the- <laughs> such a cop out. It's such a. There's so many better conspiracies. Than and, space but lasers. it's hilarious watching people just blow up over that shit. Like, it's insanity, man. You know. You know, I I have I have this feeling that we're at the spot right now. Did you ever watch the Chernobyl? miniseries i i think i watched a, a few episodes of that but i was pretty busy when that dropped my friends were all into that i kept seeing clip after clip after clip from them yeah but i need to watch the whole thing that's the last that's the last i watch i watch fiction works maybe every like not because it's some like hipster thing i'm just autistic and i can't stop like doing sh- as mm-hmm. as you know next week i'm having on a guy who fucking was in charge of a, a submarine during the cold war like i can't my brain doesn't slow down i, I can't yeah one night a week I drink, and that, that slows my brain down a couple gears. And I'm like, oh, peace. And the next morning, I'm like, but, I mean, we know from the SDI programs that they had Xenon-based lasers. The point is, is um, I'm not going to lie, I completely just blanked on what we were talking I, I, about. I just, I just think it's amazing. Like, we, we could build YouTube channels of us, like, actually building lasers and, like, popping balloons with lasers. But, you know, you suggest that there's, like, a laser on a satellite that could hit something else. And some Karen's like, do you think that the military has lasers? Uh, the SDI program, the uh, Strategic Defense Initiative, General James, Lieutenant General James Abramson, who won't email me back if you want to go on to more people who is in charge of the SDI program. He talked about, and there's a documentary. Um, I think it was like 86 or something, but he's talking about all the little steps they're making. And they're talking about, they're talking about, this is four years before I'm born. And you see him, he's, he's this really soft spoken guy, which is odd. He's not this like gruff, like we're, he's got this very good presentable. He's like, he actually talks almost like an ASMR like librarian. He's like, well, you know, we've been putting a lot of funding towards these uh, these different types of lasers. And, um, uh, that's how he talks. But he's talking about in '86. He's going. He goes. You know, our first plan was to. They called them garages, like a garage, like a car garage. Mm-hmm. But what a garage was, it was like a four by four slot uh, thing with uh, like I don't know, like maybe Sidewinder missiles. Mm-hmm. Maya, relax. He had these sidewinder missiles. These dogs are going to fucking kill each other. I swear <laughs> to God. Gracie. Okay. They're hungry. My, there's a little one that just like dominates the big one. Maya, babe. What's wrong, baby girl? I know. I know. No, there has been a long march to the institutions. Don't worry. We'll fight it. We'll fight it. Oh, Got I know. This. We'll fight it. I promise. The Tricons won't take over. I promise, baby girl. We'll kill all of them together. Yeah. What a good girl. They're patriots. Um, they're they're going to love the long pork that we feed them. <laughs> it's, oh, he's a good girl. Hey, we're not Chinese. We don't want to eat dogs. You know what we're about? Red, white, and blue. They want to eat you soon. You will be eating them. Yes. Yes. Thank you. 
Lieutenant General James Abramson talks about this. And this is so garages, four by four. These Sidewinder missiles, right? Your 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 standard air to air, to air F sixteen, whatever. But the whole idea is because you're in space and there's no gravitational force going down, and then it's you know equal and opposite reaction. They could get these things going at like hypersonic speeds because they're in orbit. There was nothing to stop. That was their original program was to shoot missiles at them. This is an eighty six, and he's going. And then we realized that that wasn't fast enough. So we started developing these, uh, these, he's like the Soviets tried to develop a liquid CO2 laser, which they did try to fire into orbit in the 80s. My, mm-hmm. this is, this, this, that's how fucking long ago this Chemical was. lasers, man. Chemical lasers, chemical CO2. I mean, we, we always <laughs> talk about the laser-based weapons on that, was it? The YAL-2000 right after 9-11. No, this is 15 years before that. This is 35 years before now. Chemical-based, not not just chemical, not just to shoot down, to put in orbit. Mm-hmm. So with SDI, Abramson said, he goes, we realized that was too slow. And it's uh, what we want, he goes, we want particle beams, and then we want lasers at the speed of light. And he goes, those are brilliant, because what we can do is then we can have a tiered system where if the garage missiles don't hit it in orbit, which is before the MIRV, right, deploys, you want to hit them when they're all... T- you want to hit the MRAP when it has all the troops in it as opposed to when all of them, right, break out, because then it's even harder to hit them all. And he goes, and we're coming... To, and he, he describes it as a brick building. He goes, you know, it's a brick building of laser-based weapons, and every day there's a new breakthrough. And whether it's... What is the... There's there's an EMP proof, and I'm going full Alex Jones on you. Just I'll go it, go for there, it, man. There, there's 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 an EMP there's an EMP proof uh, chip. It's not still gallium arsenide. And he goes he goes he goes we're developing gallium arsenide. He goes and every day we're bringing in the bricks and they're coming in at an ever accelerating rate. He goes I he goes I think this could be operational in the next four to five years. This is five years before I'm born. They're talking about fully operational SDI net. The idea that we have not mastered it in 35 years. Listen, we got to have this whole counter counter. Sorry, excuse me, counter terrorist, counter insurgency program. But they're also still looking out for the big threats: the Chinas, the Russias. Does India go rogue? Your peer competitors. Yep. Yes. We chipping all them off, picking them all off. The idea that this hasn't... Now, I mean, yeah, I get the meme, the Jewish space laser. Yeah, I get it. That's probably disinformation. The idea that that hasn't matured, you know? The SR-71 Blackbird, they retired it in 1990, and you know, it still holds the fastest... People that say the SR-71 uh, Blackbird is still the fastest plane to ever fly, the, the fastest fucking plane that's been declassified, right. you dumb fucks. My brother John, rest in peace, love you, buddy. He fucking worked at GTRI, Georgia Tech Research Institute. And I remember in 2013 when I was visiting his apartment on November 1st, 2013, because I'm autistic, I remember that date. It was right before I flew out to L.A. to go to a medical school interview. And it's also the first time I ever played Grand Theft Auto V. I remember seeing a document, or not document, disclosed, rather a published news article by Lockheed Martin about the SR-72 and how it was now going to be flying in five to ten years. And he told me what that actually means is that's code for it's been flying for five to ten years. I haven't let you spoke, David. Sorry, I'm getting excited. The idea that space-based lasers don't exist. It's its yeah. like saying guys like Dale don't exist. Dale yeah, is more in a jihad. And, sorry. Yeah, it, it basically comes down to, you know, and it's almost a, 
the kind of gaslighting play of, well, I've seen that in the movie, so it can't be real or something, you know, and it's just that mindset, even though you could go watch some 15 year old in his garage, build a, you know, a, a functioning laser that can actually yeah. do damage to something. And I'm pretty sure that there are people that are smarter than some 15 year old in the garage that can get at it. And, you know, it always comes down to knowledge is power. You're not going to disclose something until you've completely mastered it. You know, hell, hell if you're a Jesuit map maker before people know that the new world exists, right? If, if, if you don't have the state security forces to lock that down, what's the best way to keep that area secure? Don't tell anyone it exists. And, and it's the same concept over and over and over. It's just guarding and, and making sure you keep hegemony over all technology, over all power, over all knowledge, essentially. And like, you know, shit, we could have dudes that could be going to the moon and setting up a moon base right now. But guess what? If we can't also put down enough state security forces to make sure that no one can do what the fuck they want unless we say they can, we're going to act like that's esoteric shit. Like we all know, man, like there was a filing cabinet and it had these, there were these wing nuts and they're really specific wing nuts. And then the file of how you make that got lost for some contractor. Now we can't build the Saturn V. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's 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 so. You know Graham Hancock. Do you know? Do, are you uh, yeah, the, um, from Rogan. I, yes. The whole the whole we're we're a civilization with amnesia. We've been here before. There's a mm-hmm. huge there's a huge airburst asteroid eleven thousand eight hundred years ago that uh, liquefied the entire ice caps in a single second, which caused the great flood which is the greatest reset <laughs> talk about fucking trademarked <laughs> you know the anunnaki come back and they're like hey great reset that's copyright infringement <laughs> these nine foot tall lizards high-fiving each other in court like we got you dick you want to talk about some crazy copyright infringement so i was watching i i, I know you talked to george a little bit about mcduff now on, on the last episode so i went to watch um the mcduff channel like just the other freaking night you know, they do their Thursday talk with uh, Professor Hamamoto, McDuff, and George Webb, and they're all sitting there. And it's just, you know, it's old dudes, you know, real mild manner, just talking about, you know, the situation going on, you know, military games, you know, that kind of thing. And by the end of the, like, I don't even think they completely finished, but by the time I got to the end, it had already been hit copyright by the Olympic Committee. And I, I was like, what the, like, how, how? For what? The Olympic, <laughs> that, the Olympic? That's the question, man. Yeah. The, the, the copyright strike by like the Olympic was committee. It, I, was it playing on one of the TVs? I no, I, I don't, don't think so you, at all. Tag, I was I was that. mostly listening to it than, than actually watching it. I don't think they played any um in, in, like any clips or anything. But what I will do, I did as soon as that that got um hit, I was going to link that that stream that they did to the the server um quote unquote and i just but i did at least take a screenshot of that copyright strike that they took and i got that on the server i'll send that to you later but yeah that was the really freaking creepy thing it's like dude like you can't even get close to any of this stuff without oh. just getting yeeted deleted and it's oh. over oh i i called it not to sound like tim pool but so when you're uploading when you're uploading youtube videos you have like uh there's like three it's like a little it's like a line with like three dots and it's like this is where you are there's uploading processing and there's uploading processing and then well no sorry it's like first you have the first dot is like input what's the title <laughs> thumbnail description seo tags is it made for kids can we outsource this to pedophile Oops, sorry and then, i haven't uploaded since 2015 so yeah, it's probably yeah. different <laughs> yeah and then they, and then it's yeah and then it's uploading and then it's processing which is you know, process rumble bitch you they off processing 
don't know what that is. I'm too stupid to understand it. And then it goes up. They added a new thing in like, like May or like April. It was actually like, I think the first episode I uploaded that had the new thing was uh, TPC 421. We need a war with China. <laughs> Me and David yelling for five and a half hours. Rest in peace, Kevin Hart. Great episode. One of the best. Kevin Hart and The Rock. One of the best. Kevin <laughs> <laughs> Hart being burned alive on a Chinese freeway. Man, I just remember walking over back to my computer after we finished that podcast. And then, like, I just sat down and I looked over at, at, at my chat with my buddies and everything. And I was just like, my brain's fried. Like, I was gone. And then, like, two months later, we did six. We did six marathon, man. Like we're training for the marathon. We like when, when the day comes to all the other sites, cause you know, when you end up on all the other alt medias and they get their streaming together, it's like, it's like the milestone. Like eventually got to do the charity fundraiser for like 24 hours or 48 hours. And that's when you, we're going to dominate that Tommy. Fuck we are going to dominate that Fuck charity. We're going to do it because <laughs> no, you say it's charity for the tax write off. No, What Tommy, I mean is for them, it. a lot of them, they have to amp themselves up. They're like charity. We'll have 10 guests. We'll take rotations. David and I are going to do it because it's, because it's Friday. <laughs> you can be like, it's, yeah, we did an eight-hour stream. Why? And, we just sat there and we just kept going. And next thing you know, listen, man, we stand with two you. weeks went by. We, we fired with, the mortars, redraw the border. <laughs> <laughs> that was the catalyst for finding T, uh, the 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 sire guy. And I had to go back and find his his red. Talk yeah. about a beautiful soul, man. That guy. Oh, what? A, what? A, you got to do more with him. He's a great dude, dude. My my mom actually called me and she was like, "He is what like." what is soft really is i mean the dude's got more of a heart than you me and don combine indeed you like know, i'm like i'm like i'm like nuke the middle east turn it into one i'm like vaporize all organic life there put alexander the great you know that's where empires go to die i'm like make it done and just build a strip mall and a nuclear power plant and he's like no they're humans and you have to understand that and i'm like god bless you because he hasn't blessed me <laughs> You know, it is what is the the Morpheus quote that uh, always gets replayed on Alex Jones? You have to understand that some of these people aren't ready to be unplugged yet, and they will fight to defend the system. To, you know, yeah. and uh, yeah, it, it's very much like that. It's like, dude, the, we're gonna we're gonna have to you know end up doing some stuff with some people that probably just should have made better decisions in life. But then again, dude, what decisions did they really have, dude? It's yeah, I'm at a weird, you know, I say this a lot when I have on, and for everybody listening, if anybody's listening, I know we're bouncing around from top to Dude, top. there's like 4 million people watching and we just can't see it because we're being suppressed. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. Know. Dude, the fact that I called, and granted, I know it's, I know it's not like 1850 where it's word of mouth. I, I get that there's internet going at 186,000 miles a second. But the fact that this guy said, he goes, oh yeah, no, I've heard of you. What do you fucking mean you've heard of me? You know, I didn't say that. I was like, I didn't, it didn't register. I was like, oh, thank you, sir. I was like, yeah, please give me an email. But, and then I, and I went, Dr. Peter Mercola, who I had on three days ago, the most published cardiologist in world history, was brought to the Senate to testify at the beginning of COVID and has since been removed from YouTube for medical misinformation because apparently he doesn't know what he's talking about who's gone full red pill now he's like it's all about covid passports and i'm like i love you mccullough beforehand he was literally he's like tommy he's like you know i was, you know this 
Well, I, no, I won't say our conversation before in this private. But, he, you know, he, him being on and him going, you know, Tommy, but like before we start talking, this part's not really private. He goes, you know, I appreciate what you're doing. He goes, you know, your podcast is touching a lot of people. And he's like, Malone speaks highly of you. And he goes, you know, you're out there fighting the good fight. And, you know, it doesn't really register. I just, I just kind of nod. But in hindsight, I was like, what, the, what are you talking about? My podcast is hitting people. Like, what the fuck are you talking? It is, man. It's, it's, and I don't mean this in some like jerking ourselves off, but rather this like it's more of like an, an it's more of that I'm in awe of this like phenomena of like, are we, are we just this little? Do Moving we see? I, no, no. Do we just see this iceberg tip where it's us just sending memes to each other and being like, hey, we stand with Israel? Is there a Hulk? Of the internet that we don't know. When I upload, now that I don't upload videos to YouTube and I only upload them to Rumble and BitChute, and the average video is grabbing like a thousand views, and I very rarely break a hundred, part of me is like, what's going on? Something's going on. And it might be the most hilarious thing ever. And once again, yeah, it comes down to, you know, and I know you've watched the Chernobyl series, so you know that that um, that very well known scene. And, and the reason I haven't watched it is because my buddy spoiled almost all of it for me. So I like I have to well, wait I mean, until I forget about it. I mean, it's a but, uh, but back event, to the dude. point. Before we go into that, the scene where they're all where they're all sitting there, and they're just, well, I know, but they were like I, when I say they spoiled it, I mean like I saw like the entire show through clips being said. Oh well, that's why <laughs> but, I watched it is because I saw all the clips. Sorry. Yeah. Good. So, but but the scene of them sitting at the table talking about the illusion of power. Well, guess what? That, I mean, there's a lot to be said for that. And if they can just make you feel like you're talking to a wall, well, then they're just hoping that you're going to give up. And that's the idea. And obviously, you know, people like us, we're all very stubborn motherfuckers that will yell at a wall all they, goddamn day long. they don't recognize is weaponized autism. Mm, in I, fucking deed. I had training of 12 years. In a way, I'm a Jesuit. I had 12 years of training at Catholic school. Exactly. As Asperger's said, man, autistic people and Asperger's people, you know, not only do they belong in the societal organism, but they may fulfill their functions better than some people. That's brilliant. But, you know, it's like it's it, Dave, by the way, don't let me. I know Don pussied out because he had a dildo in his butt. I don't want me to keep you because I got the whole night for you. Listen, the, the the only thing that I was going to plan on doing after this was uh, shoot people in the face um, with my buddies on a video game, um, <laughs> purely in a video game. David's gonna um, get me, man. Which, which no, you're you're actually gonna David's love this like part overthrow your local police department <laughs> in a game and don't get caught. And I'm like, Jesus. So, so no, no, you're actually gonna love what I'm about to say because I I, I had heard about this game, but I haven't played it in a while. And it's still in early access, but it's supposed to be like a throwback to the old Rainbow Six like tactical shooters kind of thing. And my buddies are like, they're like, dude, you got to get this. It's called Ground Branch. You got to get it. I'm like, all right, I'll I'll get this Ground Branch shit right. And I was so impressed because the way it hand purely from the way it handles um, handgun shooting, because like, you know, normally, you know, you, it, you can do index shooting and point shooting without looking down the sights in most games. But like when you have the handgun, it's not even on the screen. And when you see the animation, like the dude is shooting it like like Jerry, it's straight up Jerry Micklick, you know, instinctive mm-hmm. shooting. And I'm just like, I have never seen a game in my life. And, and by the way, it's not like, you know, the, the handguns, it doesn't do any damage. It's pussy gun. No, nah, it works. It works really fucking well, man. Like I've never seen a game 
do handgun play as well as Ground Branch does. And that's why I'm saying you would love that game. But I don't know if it's on consoles yet. So you're going to have to eventually, you know, grow up and, and get the PC. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I've, I again, I, have, I, can't expo- I can't, I can't, I can't disclose it right now. There's another program going on right now that's requiring my money that one day will be declassified. It's for the good of the podcast. Trust me. For the good of the podcast. The, that's a dangerous precedent. It's for the greater good. For the good of the podcast, get in the train cars. Tell me what. And it's a ma- for matter of national security, we can't tell you why we're doing it or why it's good, you know? Man, it's like Ted I said. He was like, Tommy, you've had on guys that designed ICBMs. I'm like, correct. He's like, you've had on guys that researched aerosolized weaponized Ebola. So correct. You've had on like JFK researchers. Correct. And he's like, yeah, man, like you're on. <laughs> Tommy, who else would be on a list? It's not that you're on a list. It's if you're not, who is? Khalid like, Sheikh Mohammed, Ted Kaczynski, TPC. And, and to be fair, it's like, you know what? If you're going to be on the list, just go straight for the top. Like, let's be alpha. Alpha. If you're going to play yeah. the game. 731, the game. man, go all the way. <laughs> it's the lesson. From... Listen, if you're going to. Or as Goggins says, you know, when he's in the Rangers, he's like, if you're going to open the door, open the fucking door. Listen, if you peek the door open with your fucking M4 cracking and then you catch a bolt to the dome, I mean, they're never going to say anything, but your teammates are going to remember you as the guy that kind of opened the door. Because either if you don't want to get killed, don't open the door, don't enlist. If you're going to enlist, open the fucking door. You, you know, if you're gonna be pie in the corner, doesn't mean pie the corner slowly. <laughs> no, no. You know, women and children. I mean, what are they? Women and children. Wi world in conflict. Listen, you know, it's they're like, all target. What are we talking tomato, about? Tomato, tomato, and the grim darkness of the far future is all war. They're all. We don't know that. I mean, are they accessories? Is a woman and a child who cook and clean for an adult male fighter technically are they accessories to war? I'm not the one to decide that. Yeah, they are. I don't know. That's, well, I mean, that sounds like equipment and logistics, and that sounds like you need anti-material capability. Then. That thank you, David, and that's why you're mm. on my corporate team. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no ground branch. What you said uh, about with, like quick pulling, right? Like, the, yeah. Ted, I talks about that in his book, Lone Survivor. For anybody listening, go uh, go grab that on Kindle. I don't get any money from it, but Ted is my buddy, and it's a it's a great it's it's a, it's actually a le- legitimately a great book, and. Uh, and also, you can watch Jerry Mikulik on YouTube, and he'll, like, mm-hmm. give the whole freaking thing right there. Like, no, he has a but, little bar, but, board in front of him, and yeah, he's yeah. practicing shooting under it. He can't even see the gun. Yeah. But, but the importance is, is, is Ted I talked about when he when he was recruited into – well, the, you're not Ted I, so we can te- we can legally say it, not on episode, <laughs> the special activities division of the, of the CIA, which to me is just so funny that, like, I can't legally say it when they're on the podcast – you know, some group of people, you know, doing places and well, things historically. I, you you know, know. <laughs> yeah, Dale calls them OGA, right? Other government agency, which is CIA. And then I call them the uh, the, the Spectacular Adventures uh, Department. I like Clowns in Action, <laughs> clowns personally. In action, like, right? I, I always yeah, thought that was funny. Some cue drops. I, I, I see that from the cue heads out there. Um, but no, Ted I talks about in his book. He's like, yeah, we, had, we went and trained with... It wasn't him, but it was... It was someone else who might have been like the guy at the time. I think he's dead now. But he's like, we went and trained with like the fastest like pistol drawing. Jerry Mikulik, yep. Oh, then maybe it was him. Maybe it wasn't. 
Did we just? There's blow not his... a lot of listen. Bob did Ludman's. We, did did Bob, we just blow Bob... his cover? No, he, well, no, no. He's, a, he's a world-renowned competitive shooter. Well, no, like Bob well, 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 no, dead well the CIA then... contracted him. Oh, I, okay, I'm sorry, well, but well, there's well, only well, so well, many. Well, if it's, like, a, well, if it's a book, if it's, it's a book, the Michael good. Jordan of competitive shooters, so, like, who the fuck else are they? Well, if it's, it, well, if it's <laughs> in a book, we're good, right? I'm assuming, you He know? said it's the world's fastest pistol drawer, and I recognize the name. If it's okay, in a book, I, and Ted, okay. I submitted it to like the CIA to review it, so it's good. He teaches okay. the the okay. ground branch guys to yeah yeah yeah. So pull up laser based weapons, Lieutenant. <laughs> laser based weapons, and I'm just saying, if you look at the animations of shooting a handgun in the video game ground branch, and you look at Jerry McLick talk about instinctive shooting, holding a board right here, so he's shooting a gun and he can't even see. I, I I'm not. I don't know who else. Like I don't know. Maybe there, maybe there's a secret competitive shooting ring that I don't know about, and they got that guy. That I just know that Bob Munden's dead. Who you know? I I remember that dude. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember. I remember that dude taking a fucking revolver. I want to say it was like three fifty seven, uh, or might have been like forty four. I can't remember. You're three fifty seven or forty four, and fucking just shooting a target at six hundred yards offhand. He's oh, dead yeah. now. Jerry Mikulik's still there. So if they're con- if there's anyone else, I, I tell me, please tell me who that is. <laughs> but it's Gracie's joining the chat. Gracie, listen. Of course, man. You and I have been talking a lot the last couple of nights, and you know that the long march of institutions is not good, right, Gracie? Yeah, I know the communists are bad, right? The communists. Are... Give me a case. That's how you grow the channel, man. That that's those are the thumbnails you really need to grow the channel. Bye, babe. She gets so jealous. Hey, hey, there's enough communists for us all to kill. Maya, do you want to come here? Do you want to come here, baby girl? Oh, yeah. We all right, well, hate trichomes. Is Xi Jinping nothing but a big chew toy? I'm going to take a leak and grab another beer while you play with the dogs. And then hey, I'm you need to catch up because I'm on my sixth beer. And I'm a little insulted. Okay, listen, I'm sorry, but we were... I mean, we had some rapid fire, some big brain topics. I didn't want to walk out. Don's so cute that you just get distracted. It's understandable, you know, the gnome and, you know, what are the the chances we can get Don to rejoin us? You know what? That sounds like a project you should work on while I'm gone. I'll be right back. All right. All right. David's going away, guys. Uh, David was diagnosed with a big dick cancer. And um, ironically, big dick cancer actually makes your dick bigger because of the uh, the what is it uh, the oncological growth, right? Actually, uh, for everybody listening, the um, let me pull it up. That YouTube documentary of talking about uh, Reagan, SDI. No, we want a strategic, strategic defense initiative. Reagan. A oh, fucking I hate those thumbnails. Jesus Christ in heaven. Excuse me. Um. Now is it this one? Oh, I gotta mute it because YouTube will ban me. But ah, fucking where is it? It's Lieutenant General James Abramson. James. Abram Now here it is 
accept the threat of nuclear retaliation. I call upon the scientific community in our country, those who gave us nuclear weapons, to turn their great... I love learning! ...world peace, to give us the means of rendering these nuclear weapons impotent and obsolete. It's so fucking cool. I highly, highly recommend the watch. It's it's 57 minutes. You don't have to watch it. You can listen to it. It's James Abramson laying down. And this is four years before I was born. And he's talking about you. All right, because you outdrank me on beer, I'm playing catch up with the bourbon. There we go. That's a good friend. It's a... All right. And my AirPods are in, so I couldn't hear you there for a second. And uh, to the to the lad on Don's server that... Um, Brought up how nice this glassware is uh, when I made a joking link to Infowars. Uh, yes, I do own that uh, the Infowars uh, eyeball <laughs> glass, and uh, it is very nice. On the other side, it's got the "Don't tread on me." Um, when? When? I don't know when we're going to get AJ. It's going to happen. It, it, it will in time. So, dude, I, like, um, McCullough, uh, I'm, I'm probably butchering his name right McCullough. now. Um, McCullough, yeah. Um, dude, he was just hosting, I was watching him, he was hosting, what was it, the fucking, um, it was Jane Ruby that was hosting the War Room with the would-be Owen Schroyer. Owen Schroyer was off, so Jane Ruby was hosting that, and he came in on there. So, like, <laughs> you, you just need to be like, hey, can I can I get Owen Schroyer on something? <laughs> That's what you need to get on right there, man. McCullough is so he, fucking. He's already there. McCullough is so based, right? When you right, Malone, Malone's still very Dr. Robert Malone. He's still he he's very he's still very professional. He's, he's a fucking genius. You have to be. He 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 invented the mRNA when he was twenty eight. He was like Tommy. I invented this vaccine when I was twenty eight. I was like I was. You know, I was in a Xanax addicted haze, but pretty much we're both doctors. And he was like, sure. And I was like, okay. McCullough is so based. There's an interview with him. He was on the Stu Peters show on, on Rumble, who I just, I recognize the name because I watched the video like 47 times to to, to prepare for uh, McCullough. McCullough uh, also testified before the Senate House Committee in Texas. And um, early it's so, dude, it is so creepy listening to his testimony like 11 months ago where he was like, he was like, we were getting calls from like, from like government numbers and they were being like, stop treating COVID patients. They're like, stop, discharge them. Stop. They can you admit them when they are in dire need of oxygen and then inform us of their death from COVID. And he was like, why aren't we using hydroxy... It, McCullough's not young. McCullough's practiced medicine for like 40 years. He was like, why aren't we using hydroxychloroquine? Why aren't we using... McCullough's the thing we've been using that works for fucking... And I... that's the thing. McCullough's not even a Trumper. He was like, personally, I think Donald Trump like, fumbled the pandemic. He was like, I, I, you think that's not for me. So he's not, yeah. even, he's not even some like, you know, like us. We're like, yeah, Trump. And it's like, he's not even like on board with him. McCullough's going through this all and he's like, I don't understand. He was like, he was like, listen, he's like, this is a time where, you know, it's, it's like what Mattis says in, in, in Call Sign Chaos, authored by Bing West. He was like, you, all of your soldiers have to understand what the mission is because you're not always going to be there. Mm -hmm. We need Dawn here. Dawn fucking bailed on us. Just, I mean, you know, but listen, we're all combat veterans. Yeah. You know, what's the, you know, here's the thing. When, when we talk about, say, the Saudi military in Yemen, for example, 
you know, who who goes into Yemen with all of the highest tech, you know, baddest shit on the planet, fucking, you know, Abrams tanks and shit. And, and why do they get their ass kicked? Well, it's because the entire way that it is set up is you, have, once again, knowledge is power and you're constantly keeping the knowledge from people that you don't want to assume power. And half the Saudi military is made up of men that are taught that, hey, you're going to be taken care of from the cradle to the grave. So, you know, yeah, you probably don't really know what you're doing, but, you know, here, we're going to give you some aviators and a beret and, you know, like, you know, have fun. And and so it's that kind of mentality of they're in a situation and they have to constantly go, hey, what do I now? Hey, what do I do now? Hey, what do I do now? Versus, you know, you put send in actually a professional force that, you know, is actually studied what they're doing and you actually have professional guys that, you know, are kind of interested in at the very least surviving. Um, going, you know what, I'm just going to take it, you know, take the initiative here. And basically, you know, to, to put it into, um, into that terminology, it's shortening the kill chain. Their kill chain's much longer than, than our kill chains. Um, just because they have to jump through so many. Well, it used to be that way. And very quickly, um, I'm sure that the folks in the military are, are getting more hoops that they have to jump through and more links in their kill chain. And then next thing you know, we're, we're wondering why um, our MK, I'm, I'm sorry, not MK, Ultra, Mockingbird, uh, Mockingbird media that's supposed to be supporting our foreign policy, which is why the entire reason we tried to co-opt, you know, the media is, is somehow um, basically playing sides for the terrorists and trying to run psyops for them. So it's like <laughs> it's blowback uh, at the highest degree. Blowback. Um, <clears throat> it's um. Fuck, fuck, what were we even talking about? Oh, uh, no, I don't. Oh, uh, uh, Mattis, right? So Mattis was saying, he's like, you can't, he's like, when you don't, I don't know what his wording was, but he was like, when everyone doesn't know the mission, then, then you have that problem, right? Where it's like they come mm-hmm. to a bridge and they're like, what do we do now? Great executors, they know exactly what to do when you tell them what to do, right? It's mm-hmm. uh, pre med. Why I loved pre med. Is because I was like, hey, I basically like woke up one day and like realized like how to like be smart and study. And I was like, well, what's the highest goal? And I set the highest rung for myself. And I was like, what's the high- highest rung? The highest rung is being a doctor, right? Those That's like the elite class. And I was like, oh, it's it's easy in that it's not hard, right? It's the easy and you, gotta, you have to bear with me here. It's the easy and the hard question, capital E, capital H, with consciousness, right? The easy question, it's very easy in the same sense of how do we get to the moon? How do we get to Mars? How do we get to Proxima Centauri? It's easy in that we know what tools we have to use. We need this amount of thrust. We need this amount of, right, to escape solar system velocity. We got X, Y, and Z. It's easy in that sense, right? How do we build a new city? It's easy in that we know how much concrete we need. It's not easy per se, but it's easy and that we simply know Gracie you're being very rude Gracie you're being very rude and you're aiding the communists come here Gracie sorry now you're helping us against the communists by being a prop to help grow the channel good girl that's how you do it good girl and I'll get some big Asian tits and then we're gonna take off the first um good girl Gracie Gracie say hello to David that dog is adorable. Stop, dude! I fucking, I'm gonna kidnap her. <laughs> she's so beautiful, dude. She sleeps with me every night. Oh, she's a good girl. She's a good girl. So, 
I know, right? It's, so the entire thing is Mattis is saying is like, you have to know what you're doing, right? You can't just execute the plan. So why is why he teaches all of his soldiers, or rather, I guess everyone under him, you have to know the general goal. So as opposed to saying, you do what I say, you take this bridge, you take this town, you say something more along the lines of, you take these coordinates, go. Whereas with Dale's dad told him growing up, Dale, there's a there's a twenty foot metal fence with a with a gold beacon on the inside. You have soldiers all around you. They can't use helicopters. They can't dig. They can't cut through the fence. How do you get them into the inside? I have no idea, Dad. You tell them get into the inside of that fence. You have six hours, and then you let go. Right. General uh, mm-hmm. G- General George Patton, right? It's a uh, uh, don't tell people how to do things. Tell them what to do and let them surprise you with their ingenuity. So to pull that all back towards McCullough, is he said there were a lot of doctors who were waiting on central commands. Technicians, essentially. What do we do? And McCullough said, and you can see him tearing up because he saved his dad. His dad's like 88, has dementia. His dad got COVID and McCullough saved him because McCullough's a beast. And he was like, you had a bunch. He's like, you had very few doctors that were like, "Hey, I trust my clinical training. I trust my medical degree." Tommy, pre-med, you choose a path, you go to it. How do you start a podcast? I have no fucking idea. Do you trust your own intuition? How about we start emailing people, and then how about you use some manners? How you doing, sir? I'd love to have you on. When you have on a big guest for the first time, what do you do? wear a collared shirt thank you very much for coming on and you build it together and you and you outsource and you keep moving towards this goal but what we have is we have a ton of people who just they're they're all waiting for this central command and it's like check dude, boxes man it's, it's pick up check boxes hear yes. the bell move on check I, boxes at the I did this. I did this. I took this bridge. I took, and then, then what happens when it dies down? What happens when there's a decapitation strike and you don't have central commands? Tactics versus strategy. Fucking long story short, I just fucking, we need a nuke China. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, if only. No, if no, only no, no, no that, 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 that's death for everybody. But I don't know, man. It's, it, it, it's, it's upsetting, but you know what? At the same time, it's, it's the, it's the theory or not the theory, the, the phenomena that you introduced me to that has eased my mental health greatly is the black box. Don't mm-hmm. assume they all are in this lockstep form or assume they are right. I mean, uh, uh, uh George, not George Carlin, Dan Carlin, blueprints for Armageddon, his six part series, uh, four hours each about World War One. He talked about how the Germans were so ready for World War One. They knew what day. They knew how many marches. Each. The Schlieffen Plan. The she. They you don't know, but exactly that. That's why I love you. Is the Schlieffen Plan? They knew exactly what they needed to do. Some they, Prussian on generalized deathbed. Don't forget. The don't Schlieffen. forget the, the. You gotta bring forward. <laughs> did you listen to it, dude? I. I think you did I have, because I have, of course, because I. Oh, dude, you got have... Bismarck on your wall. Dude, I have Frederick the Great and Bismarck on the wall, man. Yeah, like why, I love Prussians. That's why. That's why we're gonna have. That's why we're gonna have David Est. We're gonna have Don, the the, the branch, the branch Plavidians, and we're gonna have Kerrigan compound up north. So and I was I was just talking about this in the Stocks channel, the Surfer Boys, and someone else is like, yeah, I want to build a compound. And I was just like, yeah, man, we need as many Waco co- compounds as possible because how do we counter Chinese Belt and Road Blue Dot Network? that's how we do it that's how we do it but it's true right i mean and then 
And then we're getting that in, as you always say, you know, I never think twice of it. I'm like, I'm just doing podcasts. I don't, I'm just, but you always point out, you're like, dude, you're building the big brain network. And I'm like, I don't, maybe I'm like, I'm just trying to get subscribers, but you're right. I mean, we have Prather and Ed Morales. Like I can, I can text Ed and Prather, right? Excuse me. I can text Mr. Morales, and Mr. Prather right now. Yeah. And, and, and here's Morales was how at Waco. Yeah. And how much oh, is sorry, that? Ruby like... Ridge. Excuse me. Ruby Ridge. We're, we're, we're building those circuits. We're getting people talking again. We're getting everyone communicating again and organized. And, you know, we're not in an election year, so that's really all we can do other than, you know, just play around. Um, build those networks. It's it's the guy I had on before uh, several months ago, Brandon Fisher. This Brandon Fisher, me ask. He's an electrician in, like, Nebraska. Just found the podcast. AKA a wizard. He, he, I, yeah, yeah. And he and I have just become buddy. He's actually, he's actually uh, instrumental in this podcast. I have to text him every day a screenshot of uh, a guest I emailed. And if I go one day with that, I owe him a hoodie. And I've gone like 97 straight days without, without skipping a beat. But he came on and his whole thing, and he's got a brilliant take. And it's, you know, it's like, don't underestimate the genius of people in like different fields. And he always says, he's like, yeah, man, he's like, with like electric, he's like, we go to different towns all the time. We're always running out of supplies. He's like, so we just build up a network of like, just become friends with the guys at Home Depot and be like, hey, man, mm-hmm. it's like, I know your shelf says empty, but like, do you guys have any copper wire? You know, but, you know, if it's just me going there, you're going, do you have any copper wire and a Yuri Besmanov hoodie? And they're like, sir, put your pants on. And I'm like, why are we being political? Versus he goes there and he's friends with a David and he goes, you guys didn't get this. And they, they go, yeah, we got this, do this. His whole thing is about building networks. And to me, it's just, it's so simple, yet so brilliant. And there's this guy with this YouTube channel, and it's, it's called The Aussie Cossack, right? C-O-S-S-A-C. Have you seen that? Is it- I, I do know that there's a lot of kind of Cossack Russians that have gone into, you know, um, into Australia. And I also, I used to speak with and be somewhat associates with a hardcore tanky communist uh, I mean, this is the guy that would say the Kulaks deserved it unironically. And last I checked, he was uh, very active in Green Party politics of um, of Australia. But, yeah, that's a big thing going on there. It's the Aussie Cossack. He's this guy, and he drives around. <laughs> he drives around, like, New South Wales. Is that That's Australia. No, not New South Wales. He drive, He's in Australia. I know that. But I'm not... New South Wales is not Australia, right? The UK. Well, you have like Victoria and everyone. That's it, the problem with Commonwealth country is everyone has like a good Wales, does that here? And I always forget flights. their territory. But really, all I, when it comes to Australia, A, first off, just discount anything on the inside. It's the coast. It's like either they're a West Coast bogan or they're probably what I like to call the new Australian. And it's just essentially every British communist you've ever met, but they're the pitch of their voice. Did you just fucking rip one? But the pitch of their voice just goes up towards the end as they finish everything that they say. Not important. Um, yes, I did. Not important, but, but, but I mean, where it is, 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 but he is, he's the Aussie Cossack. He's this guy. He's got this big round face and this beautiful mustache. And he drives around, he drives around like, fucking wherever like melbourne sydney and he has he has like a medical exemption i don't know if he has like a uh what is it is it cpb or whatever one of the fucking heart disease hard time breathing so he doesn't have to wear a mask in australia they will arrest you if you are not wearing a mask in your Mm -hmm. car and so he drives around he's just it's so he just walks around with like the big dick that don does he goes 
Today I'm going to show you how to get how to get out of an arrest. And he drives around without it. I think I've seen a video. Seen and I, I, I'm pretty sure booming. I've seen a video he's of him now. He's like, today I'm going to show you how to... Whoop, whoop, there it is. Pull it over. Cracks his window. Just this is how you win, boys. Yeah, he goes, this is how you win. He goes, he's like, all right, what are you doing? All right, yeah, you have my medical papers? And the guy's like, well, you need these? He's like, no, no, you're wrong. And he eventually, he, and he eventually, he bears into their souls like a fucking thorn bush. He goes, why are you hurting the people? Why are you hurting the people? You know what you're doing is wrong. And you see this cop's like looking both ways. He's like, don't be a henchman for evil. Don't. And they're like, well, you're being, he's like, well, you're being an asshole. You have a good day. Cheers, mate. And he goes, that's how you beat him. Yep, I've seen that. Clip. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Awesome dude. Somehow getting boosted on the uh, on the algorithm. And and today he uploaded a video and it was like part one of forty nine. <laughs> and he goes, it's like this like aerial map of wherever he lives. He's like, it's all about building networks. We need to map this and this and this. And it was, ironically enough, is I sent it to the guy Brandon. And Brandon goes, oh yeah, dude, I'm like mostly Cossack. And I'm like, so it's in your veins. You understand. So I commented on that guy's channel. I was like, we come on my podcast. And he he commented like six seconds later. He goes, Tommy, love to come on there, man. He's like, me and my dad both got arrested for questioning. He's like, they had like a, they had like a, they were like picketing outside of a police uh, department. They both got arrested. His dad's 74. They got arrested for questioning quarantine code. So I'm trying to get him on. I know we're literally half a world apart. But I want that guy to get on because I think that is... It's this all ties. This isn't just rambling. This all ties back to the black box. They're not. Do they have incredible weapons? Sure. Do they have an advantage? Sure. But it's like what Dale says. Dale's like, you don't need to understand how to take out an Abrams tank. Do you know how to shoot a gun? I'm like, yeah, sure. What's that dude against Abrams tank? He goes nothing. Bet the guy's gotta drive it. (laughs) He goes bet the guy's a family. Indeed. (laughs) And it's just like I'm like Dale. Don't say anymore on the podcast. He's like I won't. But you know. What does so, a bull so, do to a watermelon? I'm like, Dale, so, Yeah, so, so this is what I call the, the classic SAS dilemma. And this is the Fed post that normally gets uh, – that I, I drop in Republican groups just to test the waters Shout and, and see where they're at. And, and it just kind of comes down to uh, – I believe the guy's name was Patty Main, who was kind of like the psychopaths, like, let's fucking kill some dudes. And then the rest of them were kind of like these old-school kind of British aristocracy. It was just like, you know what, sappers and saboteurs, that's something that we pay other people to. That's not the, yeah. the, the, the un, you know. Un, ungentlemanly yeah. war. Yeah, ungentlemanly war. But ultimately the dilemma is are we going to keep fucking around and, and shooting each other's planes or are we just going to start whacking pilots? And that's the dilemma at the end of the day. And It's the dilemma we face today. Hey, are we going to keep taking out each other's computers and servers and shit or are we just going to start killing the people that moderate that shit? Um, yeah, you know, that, that's essentially the mindset that goes into that. And as for Cossacks, I mean, I, I love everything about the Cossack fighting mentality because uh, everything I know about what we would now call holotropic breath work and uh, essentially mm-hmm. all of my Russian martial arts background essentially all goes back to um, Cossack arts and stuff like that that was eventually banned, purged, and the only people that were allowed to continue that practice were Stalin's bodyguards. You know, one thing I always look back to is right. It, it's it's very it's very easy to fall in line, right? When you when you talk to the people that I do, when we talk about Lieutenant General James Abramson, we talk about liquid CO, and you're just like, I mean, let's be honest, right? I mean, there is a point of view that's like, what's the point of fighting? There's mm-hmm. so, but then you have to look at like what Ted I and Dale say, and you're like, we have this machine, and right, 
The reason we don't nuke isn't for political relations or because mutual assured destruction. There's nothing to rule over. Mm-hmm. Spoils belong to the victors. You don't you don't turn a land into a into a nuclear like cobalt wasteland. You want what they have. What do seventy year old guys in fifty year old sandals with thirty year old AKs in a ten thousand year old land do? Spank your ass. We've got these uh, acoustics, right? What is that multi microphone? Remember that show on Discovery Channel, Future Weapons? Where they've got like nine microphones coming out like a porcupine on top of a Hunt V. And they want to know where the shot's coming from, right? We have mm-hmm. those M wraps that have those, I don't know if you've seen those, they have the spinning chains at the front ends to knock down the lamp. But at a certain point, like, let's be honest, like, they win. They fucking win. They won in Vietnam, they won in Korea because. Nobody wants to deforest the Ho Chi Minh Trail, and even though Goldwater was a shit poster and he didn't even mean it seriously, it still cost him the election. And even when we tried to deforest it, sorry for that echo, but like uh, we're getting some throwbacks to uh, we need a war with China before I had uh, that soundproof. <laughs> yeah, the, mm-hmm. I've had so many people tell me I can't watch the episode. I'm like, was it too offensive? And they're like, no, I mean, like I can't hear it. So, um, but I gotta be here. We tried to do it, but eventually what we learned was, and I saw there, I don't remember what book it was, God damn it, but there is a line. And it's about, right, Second Amendment people, and then people that argue with them, like close associates of mine, be like, dude, what, what do you need a Bushmaster? Why do you need a Glock? I mean, they've got NRO, right, Corona and Keyhole. Those things were up there taking pictures when Jimi Hendrix was alive. And I saw the best quote, and it was, you you don't have to win, just just don't lose. Yeah, it's, um, it's you know, one of my favorite... That's Korea, uh, uh, sorry, that's Korea, Vietnam, and Iraq. You don't have to win, just so So, yeah, it's, it's about engineering no-win scenarios for the enemy. At the end of the day, you don't have to win. You just have to make sure that your enemy is always in a no-win scenario. And this is why one of my, my favorite of the Ocean's Eleven remakes, because the original was Frank Sinatra and the Rat Pack. Um, you know, go, you know, check that out if you haven't. Great movie. Uh, but the, of the new ones, there was Ocean's Thirteen, and the, and the whole idea was there was this dude he dicked over, you know, a friend of a friend that's a serious guy, and there was like this dude has like the NSA supercomputer, this that and the other thing. There's no way we can pull off a heist here and get out with the money, but. We can break all of his systems and make it so that everyone in that casino can just go to town and fucking and, and make out mad. And then no one can figure out who the fuck actually did it. And that's engineering the no win scenario. That movie right there. I mean, you know, I, I'm not often going to cite, you know, some Hollywood bullshit for that. But watching that movie right there just to see the mentality of, well, how do we beat the unbeatable and just make them lose even if we can't win? That's- it can be done. <laughs> right, that, that's right. That's Saddam. Right, respect the grift. Light the oil wells on fire. What was that? What was that German train car? The Einsatzgruppen were the mobile death squads. The oh Sunday shit! Tomatoes. I don't know. I you know, know what, what I'm talking, talking about. about where, it's yeah. co- where it's got like this comically big fish hook. It, mm. I mean, this thing's got to weigh nine tons. But they put it on the caboose of a train, and they break railroad ties. And what it does is it splits apart the so the Soviets mm-hmm. can't use it. If you can engineer, no, I mean, what is engineering a no-win situation other than uh, an unidentical acronym 
to mutual assured destruction. Exactly. It's just David, that on David, a smaller David, scale. David, I got to speak. All right, go for it. So, yeah, what we're talking about is just the same thing. He just had to let that one rip, too. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it's the same thing on, on a mutual uh, a smaller scale. But at the end of the day, mutually assured destruction, you don't need nukes uh, to be playing by mutually assured destruction. You just have to be able um, to threaten something that someone doesn't want to lose. And, and as you know, Dale says, when it comes to taking on a tank, most people have family that they're not willing to lose. And so that's why someone like me that studies the low, the low to high middle ages, you know, someone like me that really loves like the middle ages and, and seeing how this scribe class uh, of people that kept the knowledge and were trying to, and, and altering Latin as they were keeping the knowledge um, and guiding the mercenaries of the day. Because, you know, if you really study like the early Middle Ages versus the late Middle Ages, like we, we think of the term knight now and we think noble fighter and this, that, and the other thing of high born birth. But like in the early days, uh, to be called a knight, like if you called an, an actual noble a knight, they would like kind of want to backhand it. Well, I mean, they would have people for that. They would have someone else backhand you. But at the end of the day, all it took to be a knight during the Middle Ages was you have armor, weapons, a horse, and probably some other dudes around that will follow you to war. So you're a knight. That That's pretty much all it took. And when you study that entire era of how politics worked back then, well, it was all based on hostage diplomacy. Hostage diplomacy is literally everything. And we're completely detached from that mindset because all we hear uh, is we don't negotiate with terrorists. We don't, you know, we don't deal with that. We don't deal with hostage diplomacy and all that. But, you know, what was it? Uh, Simon Mann or, you know, I, I think it's Simon Mann. But Count Dankula, he does mad lads. And one of them's a mercenary and everything. And it was in British intelligence and everything. And what is the first thing he says? He's like, well, we say that, you know, we don't negotiate with terrorists. But, yeah, we negotiate with terrorists. So it's, it's all hostage diplomacy. And at the end of the day, can you find some something that the opponent is not willing to lose. And if you can put that thing under threat um, and, and checkmate without actually doing it, but actually have the credible threat and have them, you know, alter uh, towards that. Well, nowadays we call that terrorism. In the old days, we just, you know, call that diplomacy. But that's kind of the, the end goal is can you, can you, that's chess, essentially. Can you checkmate the king? It's not can you kill the king? It's can you checkmate the king? And, the, the game really has not changed at all. I mean, we can, we, we play with different toys. Uh, you know, yeah, you know, the tactics on how to implement those toys change, but at the strategic level, I mean, there's nothing new on the sun. And so that's to, to go back into, you know, my, my point about the Knights of, you know, originally not being noble and being guided by these scribes and everything that viewed these people as, uh, mostly illiterate and, uh, basically illiterate savages and that we need to educate these people well that's where it's like if you actually look at what chivalry is and, and the concept of chivalry and all these chivalrous writings well it was just the intelligence community of the day the scribes of the day going holy shit we force multiplied all these warlords and shit and now we got to teach them how to like you know act semi-decent because now they're going to be kings and shit and, and shit and so this is why like i cannot stress enough specifically for americans because our you know our american mind we just don't uh think about a lot of these things because it's just alien concepts to us study your middle ages study your early to middle ages study the collapse of the roman empire because it's happening again right now as we speak
And also, study the fucking Jesuits. You know, I was kind of, I was hoping he'd be back. I was, that was, that was my monologue. That's what I had for that. Um, just, I really wish I had something to smoke right now, actually. Uh, I really need to borrow from Don. I need to have those, those moments of where I can fill that time by smoking something, but I just, Technically, I have one of my pipes here, but it's, it's, it's not quite packed. It's, a, it's kind of a problem. But let's see. I heard in the Middle Ages, Jesuits, uh, hostage diplomacy. I mean, that's that's really, if you start there, at the very least, you start there, it'll kind of get an idea on, on how aristocracy and nobility of old used to think about these things just inherently as you're planning. And nowadays we don't really think about things until the blowback has started. And by then it's too late because you've pissed someone off. Said person has uh, been using our wonderful social media tools to find half of your family. And, you know, if you have one weak link in that family, and it doesn't even have to be like, we're not just talking like mafia hit squads. I mean, you know, maybe you have, um, someone in that family that has a, a dependency problem, so, like you know, let's say it's Hunter Biden. You know, Hunter Biden's the perfect example of this. We're going to find Hunter Biden. And it's not because we're going to kill him. It's not because we're going to threaten to kill him. We're just going to encourage all of his worst habits, which is you know something that you know when I talk about psychology, how it can be used to help, how it can be used to hurt, how you can weaponize it to engineer situations in which um, you know your opponents take themselves out of the equation. Well, you know, you do that enough and then eventually we get to the quandary of, well, either it works and a bunch of Capitol Police officers, for example, you know, they just can't handle it and they're being bullied and, you know, they're, they're just they're out. Or the government has to admit that, you know, there's just a bunch of rogue actors assassinating whoever the fuck that they want. And, you know, we can't do anything about it because, you know, we're a bunch of impotent cucks. And um, those are the kind of paradoxes that getting putting state actors or, or not, you know, what, even if we go back to monarchy before nations or whatever, it doesn't matter. The, the point is whatever the acting power at the time has to deal with those paradoxes, those are the no win situations that you're putting them in. That's going to cause the cognitive dissonance that makes someone just kind of snap and have that moment of, wait a second, as Tommy was saying, why is this even banned? And uh, welcome back, Tommy. I had to take the dogs out. Sorry. <laughs> you ate one, you chai bastard. <laughs> eat chai. Not eat chai. No, you cracker. What are you doing, baby girl? No, it's okay. Excuse me. <clears throat> Do you think we're going to see a, a, a Chinese move on Taiwan? It's already happening as we speak to an extent. I mean, Wait, really? we talk, we, well, yeah. Um, we talk about, you know, the, the inevitable invasion of Taiwan. Going back to just what you said, when we look at, you know, the, the chips that they produce, all these, all these incredibly important things that you produce, well, you want to rule over that. You, you want to, you know, you don't want to bomb those facilities 
And so the, the the real takeover of Taiwan, I'm not saying that maybe, maybe, you know, they feel their backs up against the wall and this is their last shot and they, and they do it the same way that China said, fuck it. I, not China. Japan said, oh shit, uh, the U.S. just cut off our gas. It's now and ever. We, we have to hit Pearl Harbor or we have to scale back the empire. It's one or the other. So maybe that kind of scenario forced them to go kinetic on Taiwan. But ideally, like you look at how they conquered Hong Kong, essentially, they want to do the exact same thing. And when we actually study the, the local politics, this is where I would, I would say people, because I, I tend to focus on a few other, I don't, I don't focus heavily on Taiwan internal politics. So I'm not exactly the expert here um, on that. I would direct people towards China uncensored, China unscripted, that kind of stuff. And I should probably look a little bit more into that as it gets, but I'm, I'm, my head's spinning as it is with all the news locally. It's really hard for me to do foreign policy when my own country is blowing the fuck up. But um, kind of a problem. But the point being, if you actually study the internal parties and everything, you know, they have their traitor uh, you know, party that is 100% on board with, you know, the Chinese Communist Party while pretending to be anything up, but the same way that we do. Now, is it being beat out in popularity. I think the Taiwanese are definitely, they have all the reasons to not want to be conquered by this, but it exists. The subversion's there. And the idea is if they can take it without firing a shot, you're not damaging the production. Do you think, uh, what? Oh, I understand. I understand. No. No, it was probably an inside job. Do you think that Mike Lindell actually has any information or do you think he's grifting <laughs> so do you think I, that I, do you think that pill salesman former I, crackhead so actually, so here's the thing so so here's my thoughts on and, and god bless his you know as, as we say in the south bless his heart um bless his heart, and and it's not that i think that he's some 42 D grifter or anything. I think he has the best intentions and that he truly believes a lot of the stuff that, that he says. Um, I think that the, the biggest, um, essentially the fuck up. Okay. And this is, this is more going into Sydney Powell than Mike Lindell, but Mike Lindell's the cheerleader. Let's, let's be honest. He's not focusing on the strategy. He's not directing the strategy of how this is going or anything. He's just, you know, he's, he's bankrolling some people to get the message out. Um, and, and that's kind of what he does. But at the end of the day, the, the biggest fuck up there, and, and George Webb would be the guy to talk to, uh, Serbia Oppor, um would be the group. If it, What it really comes down to on the difference of where Sidney Powell it, extremely dropped the ball is that when they wanted to say Dominion's being used in these other countries and it's being beamed through satellites and, you know, Italy, just that big other thing, right? All that's wonderful and everything. And I'm not saying that it didn't happen in Venezuela. I'm not saying that that stuff doesn't exist here. Hell, I even make the case that, you know, you want to see some election fortification, let's go to Mongolia. Yeah, 20, uh, 2012. But the, the biggest issue with Venezuela is that if you're going to try to get anything out of there and you're going to try to make the case of what's going on in Venezuela, you need Eric Prince. Because mm -hmm. the same way that Eric Prince and Eric Prince's Frontier Services Group, when he was still running that outfit, were, were the ones going through Xinjiang province. And it was their guys reporting on, on what, hey, these are these.